0: It's so trash that it made headlines a, a day or two ago that literally one person was playing oh. the game over the weekend, and that's Babylon's fault.
1: Oh, no, one, one person? They,
0: they tracked the guy down and interviewed him. So- <laughs> oh, was <laughs>
1: Can shit. you even Damn.
0: imagine? Like, dude. <laughs>
1: well, it makes some of the worst games I've ever played seem like they're probably not as bad.
0: <laughs> yeah dude when, hey look let me put it this way let me put it this way when more people were on Embers Adrift than playing your Square Enix game bro
1: <laughs> Embers Adrift's World Breaker event could do better than you do. oh feels bad that is sad can we have a moment of silence for that was <laughs> Welcome to the party. We are looking for more of your podcast for all things gaming, with a focus on MMOs, RPGs, game development, and gaming culture. I'm your host Phoenix, also known as the I'm joined today by our returning party members. Let's welcome back Renfell.
2: Hello, everyone. Good afternoon.
1: Welcome back, the Nathan
0: Napalm.
1: Hey. Glad to be here. Yeah. What what flavor uh, juice did you bring today? By the way.
0: Uh, well, today we have a very special kind. It's called it's called burning, burning fungible tokens. Uh, is what we've got going on today. What or a they name! Has the smell of like they're on fire a bit. Maybe survived an explosion and More possibly, of an odor than a flavor. Well, a little bit of the oil of like some train grease, Um right. yeah.
1: So kind of like whenever you eat something that's been smoked, it has an element of like that to it. Kind of that, yeah. Smoke, just
0: way more disgusting. The uh, smoked food is pretty good. So like a more that's disgusting fair. version of yeah.
1: it. Yeah. Uh, also, welcome back, Daedalus. Welcome back, buddy
3: hello everyone i think i just threw
1: up a little bit i know i had to like did you guys see me because our right before we started renfield started laughing really hard and i was like oh god i had to like not look at him and just (laughs) i turned the audio level down i was like if i hear him laugh one more time in the intro i'm gonna lose it and i'm not gonna get through it speaking of which intros before we dig in got to give a shout out to all of the supporters here on twitch youtube and patreon thanks so much for keeping the parties bags packed Provision stock for all of our adventures here on the show. Um, Speaking of the show, if you want to show it a little love, you can go over to the pinned post on our Twitter, which is over at, at the LFM show on Twitter. Look at the pinned post. You'll see all the podcast places right there. You'll find an iTunes review link. We greatly appreciate it if you give us five stars. Leave us a comment. We'll read that here on the show. Also, you can call in to 1-539-664-6801. Leave us a message. We'll play that here on the show as well. Um, You want to shoot some mail over, you can shoot that over to the LFM show at gmail.com. Okay. Gentlemen, we have been gone for a while, and I'm going to start this off with saying I'm sorry, everybody. Right? It was definitely not planned. It was kind of unavoidable. Had uh, a lot of electrical storms last week, which I was like not really wanting to run my PC that day. As a result, then the week before it was just kind of health stuff didn't really work out. So, really glad to be here. We, but you know what that means is buckle up, Buttercup, because it's probably going to be a hell of a show today. We've got couple pages of things i didn't want to make sure we missed um so grab your drinks right bio breaks whatever and get ready because we are going to be we're going to be digging in we're going to try not to make this a whole three hours or anything but expect a lot of rants and there's something gentlemen i'm i'm just i'm gonna tear it up in a minute okay on this first point but before we dig into that one why don't we catch up with the cast a little bit like what's been going on everybody, any, any noteworthy highlights from your lives, anything you want to share, you know, catch everybody up on or even ourselves here up on.
2: Yeah, I'll, I'll jump in on that one real quick. So obviously all things we in the void, we are deep into character creation on Sunday nights. For those who've been tuning into that, we're really close now, June 5th. We're starting that campaign books are out June 1st. Um, but, however, we just started something new recently um, on Friday nights. Myself, Nathan, Bounty Code, Sparrow, Kel, Vendini are playing P99 Green. We're all streaming it at the same time on nice. Friday nights. So if you like old school EverQuest, mm-hmm. tune your asses in. Because it's, it's it's fun. It's old school, kind of a little painful, but also fun. If you like that kind of stuff. And I can also say that we have a yet-to-be-announced something revolving a a certain wrath of a certain Lich King that may be coming around the bend. So that's not what, that's not
1: what my character is called by the way. And for the record, (laughs) you're not the Lich King. I'm not the Lich King just because I want to raise an army of the dead. And it's reflective of some of the Lich King skills and or abilities. Doesn't mean that that's (laughs) my goal. Right. But I can tell you in that campaign, it is my goal that if, 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 it's in my favor, and Nathan, you don't get to like, this isn't your character, right? We're not playing. It's your character know this shit, so you don't get to <laughs> use this. But yeah. it is my dirt, burning desire in that campaign to resurrect my fellow companions and have them serve as part of my army if I can make that happen. If not, then I'm going to see how I can uh, manage to go full dark sim mode along the way. Um, on those Fridays that we've been having, we've been having a pretty good time. Sparrow seems pretty concerned about uh, about yeah. that her what her honey badger. I'm like, look, if it dies and I can res it, I'm going to do it. Especially if I can make it work. You know, I don't know what to tell you. Look, and and for the record, anybody in my chat right now who wants to say we knew it, don't don't act like this is some <laughs> mind blowing like realization. You were right. You called it. You literally all voted on this. <laughs> right, You chose this. So don't even try to be like, I knew he was going to do it. No shit. You voted it. You voted it. So there we go. There's that. I guess uh, since we'll, we're going the row here. Um, yeah, we've been playing. We do our Friday community day as well, right? Daedalus is usually there. We have Knights of the Phoenix, which is our guild that tends to lead that. Um, usually see like Zod, Meat Hooks, Frostad, um, Brown Rice, like sometimes Donver, and all the rest of the homies in the guild, people in the community join us. Um, we do we we do City of Heroes pretty regularly. We're actually um, going to be digging in and trying. What is it called, Daedalus? I forget what they're called. Um, oh, da- the Task Force. Task Force, that's it. It's basically like chain-oriented content. Um, and there's like different links. So we're going to do the medium one next, well, I guess tomorrow technically. So I don't know how long it's actually going to take us, but we got that. We also had a surprise like last Friday or, oh, sorry, Saturday. We ended up doing like a lotro, like just the homies in discord. It was all off the, wasn't planned. wasn't scheduled. We just jumped in together, ran some dungeons and stuff and just kind of tinkered. It really is, man. And I think it's even like on our list of things to... To rant about. I wanted to say if anybody's planning on playing either of those, you're welcome to join us. Uh, we do the community nights Fridays. Lotro, you just you anybody, y'all w- are all welcome to join that guild. We're on Arkenstone. Um, I'm gonna be rolling a V Rising server for that survival game coming out in early access next Tuesday. So if you're interested, make sure you're in Discord over at discord.gg forward slash my name simorg. You can join there and we've got channels and stuff. We'll be uh, uh sharing the information for that um at that time. Also, TMC, people don't know what that is yet, but there's a channel that's been forming. There's also a whole separate Discord that's been forming that no one sees or knows about. No one knows what TMC stands for, but I understand I'm teasing at my IP with that. And uh, I'm actually working the trademark stuff out right now. So once that's done, I could actually say what that is so people you know know the words and know what to call it. Um, but I'm pretty, pretty happy with it. I've been making a lot of gains over there. Um, I know... During some, <laughs> during some of the streams I've been able to have, we've we've kind of you know rambled on about it and have nerded out. I think last Saturday actually, I'm kind of glad I wasn't streaming this, but last Saturday I kind of nerded out a little bit. I might have done what Stephen Shriep Shriek is like notorious for doing with ashes and leaked a little bit. Um, mm. But it's but it's fine. But it's fine. What about now, are you? Are you huh?
0: I want to say real quick. Mm-hmm. You said TMC, yep. right? Yep. So, on my Nichols. channel, TMC oh, means something that I think is different than it might mean on your oh, channel.
1: What What does it mean for you? <laughs> on, on
0: my channel, when somebody puts in my comments TMC, that usually means I posted a puppet video and they're saying <laughs> too much cringe. Oh, like, you know, really? Too
1: much. Too well, much. I mean, I guess people have to wait and see what the ac- – <laughs> oh, also, uh, yeah. So, I'm halfway through Dragons of Autumn Twilight.
2: Nice man.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm halfway oh, through. Nice.
1: Um, I've been just casually reading this. I'm at Which page one? 210. Look, it's the first one. Yeah, the first
0: it's the first book. book. I just mm-hmm. finished it like the other day and, and yes. barely cracked in the second one. That's a really good book. And honestly, yeah. you know what? It, is. it was hard to say this before without mm-hmm. rereading it, but the first book is, it's good, but it's definitely the worst one. You know really? what I mean? Like, it
2: really is. No, it, it is. wow It is. It, it, And I will say this too, especially if you get deep enough into reading Weiss and Hickman as a writing couple, that was their very first book together. They get so much better because I mentioned this in our last. It wasn't
1: bad though. It was still pretty good. No, by the
2: time, by the time they get to the ninth gate cycle, which is a different IP entirely. There's seven Mm -hmm. books in that series. Yeah. They're, they're like firing in all pistons by that point. And they've got this huge system with like, all these different planets and worlds and magic wow. systems set up so this is really the start of what i would consider to be one of the best duology author partnerships i've ever seen in the past the second one is very first brian book? Herbert. yeah wow
1: this is their not very bad. First book
2: together yeah Nice. the only other duo i've seen do such a good job is brian herbert and kevin anderson um on the uh dune series the following up to oh. frank herbert stuff but weiss and hickman man and yeah, the first book is the worst one of the trilogy. It's it's Yeah.
0: And I'd forgotten that, but I started the second book and you can see like this massive like nice. progress. Like I guess you'd say. Like it's just it's just better. It's written like just more Juicier details and things. Like and I was like, "Oh wow, I forgot. Something? I remember noticing that years ago, nice. but I'd forgotten until until I was rereading it. That's cool." But speaking of books, real quick, I want to mention one more thing that I just went yeah. out the other day. Here towards the end of the year, I'm pretty excited because the author I'm about to mention, everybody knows who he is, but he's not known for like fantasy. Mm-hmm. But he did make a fantasy book one time, and it was really good. And it sounds like his new book may be dipping into the fantasy realm, and um, uh, it's actually called *Fairy Tale*. And we're talking about Stephen King. What and he wrote? He wrote uh, *The Talisman*, which was a fantasy book, and it was well. Actually, he wrote two because there's was that really old one, *The Dragon's Eye*, yeah. I think. Or that was a that was like a super fantasy book. Um, but anyway, uh, I, I was pretty excited to see. It sounds like he might be dipping his toes back into fantasy as well.
1: Nice. That's pretty cool. What about you daedalus
0: um just uh finished moving uh
3: here so just it's got that all situated got my uh got my computer all set up did my first podcast from the new place on sunday with Ashes yeah. uh, pathfinders but yeah just settling in there been hanging out with the uh community with community night and doing a little coh looking forward to it tomorrow and
2: yeah, just looking
3: forward to hitting it up a little uh V rising
2: happening on no, Tuesday. You're moved in, which means we now need to circle back around to making oh. a certain fantasy game in the D&D oh, yes. realm happen. Right. Uh, a multi-stream of uh, Baldur's Gate 3. Uh, that that needs to happen this summer, ladies and gentlemen. We need to chat about that. Oh, yeah. this is true. Yeah. yeah I I I, I'll I'll look into that post haste. Yeah, I was like looking at yeah, We gotta that. do that. We will have yeah. a blast. That would will beat be set up
1: fun. too since last time when oh, I played. So
2: yeah, it's a lot. I haven't even touched it since the druids, so that's been oh, yeah. six months ago.
0: Wow, Dude, the you go into the, that, yeah. You go into the underdark. I mean, I haven't even done that. I haven't um, either. And I've I'm over i I'm like hundred and thirty hours deep in that. Really? First chapter. <laughs> it's crazy. Damn. I love that game, dude. It's, it feels like a and d campaign. And it's like you can redo the campaign as often as you want and like do different things. It's just freaking awesome, man. They need to make more games like that.
1: Yeah, that one's definitely, it feels very passion project, which is nice.
0: With a big budget. Mm. With a bit. yeah. It, that's, what, <laughs> that's exactly what it feels like. It feels like you gave an indie team that had a lot of heart
2: and soul a gargantuan budget. And this is what that's what it feels like. Yeah, it's like go forth and just do what you've mm. already done, but there's no limits. We want you to because Lars is, I think this is his name, um, has talked about like recently. I did, they, there's an article I read. Ben, uh, what is Finn or Lars? I forget his name. Yeah, we know. He was talking. <laughs> he was talking about how, you know, most companies would scale back, and we said, fuck that, we're going to scale up. And I was like, that that's just who he is like, yeah. like you know what fuck it let's just go balls out and i was like that's if you're gonna do D, like yeah. as long as they've got as long as wizards of the coast has given you that that clearance to say hey man just make a good game here's the money that's disney money right there i mean Jeez. that's just like yeah dude go forth and make a marvel game you know a tent pole extravaganza
1: pretty amazing good to see it we talk a lot too about how like the you know D games really we we need to have like why are we not you know at this point especially with how how like popular dnd's gotten in in this past several years or so it's like why why are we not seeing more
0: yeah why don't we have a skyrim style or let me yeah. say skyrim but why don't we have
2: an elder scrolls D. yeah game. well i'm, like I'm also i'm also replaying right now because uh, it was on the xbox game pass um mm. the dragon age series so i'm i went back to dragon oh, age good. Origins, which i haven't played since it launched and i'm doing that on oh, no, i'm doing a complete playthrough on streams like once a week i'm logging in nice. and i had forgotten like that that is a that game was 2009 so that's like ballpark what 13 15 years old somewhere in there yeah graphics are a little dated but in terms of scope and systems and the tactics mm-hmm. that you can set up for the characters and all the things that they can do i mean i'm looking at that and looking towards what baldur's gate 3 is doing and looking back at that game and going that was the baldur's gate 3 of that generation because it came out and it did all of these things that everyone said oh my god this is like the physical representation of tabletop and I feel like now with all the technology we have, um, Larian Studios is just yeah off to the moon. Yeah, they're gonna
1: I think they're gonna be doing even better things moving forward. So NFTs still scamming along, right? Lots of people are <laughs> oh, still yeah. getting ripped. It's not that NFTs are scamming themselves, like it's not like that's the scam. The scam is people around NFTs. I mean, it's like every week or so, we're consistently seeing another project, people getting their getting their coin purses ripped from them or money stolen, and then I think Nathan, you know, you were sharing a video with us in, in Discord recently, which was around uh, what was it called? Was that game Arya Legends Arya? Yeah, something? Legends oh, Legend Arya.
2: Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong, because I haven't watched your video, Nathan, because oh, no. I think it just came out last night this was the game that got bought by the company that does all the crypto stuff, and the company basically came in and re just completely repurposed the game all around crypto and NFTs, right? Mm.
0: Yeah, yeah. They I don't remember, but they were trying to sell to another company. The deal didn't go through, and then um, this company purchased them, and uh, I forget, Blue something or the other, and um, they are... But it was on purpose. It wasn't like oh, sorry, we got bit bought out by a company that does the NFTs. The plan was to sell to a company to help them uh, make it a play to, uh, is that what it's called? Yeah, play to earn uh, right. NFT cryptocurrency game. So, um, yeah. And, uh, you know, the game hasn't been doing good, right? So it's one of those things where they just want to, and this was a kickstarted MMO.
2: Um, Way back and, in the day.
0: Yeah. And it just never, the problem is, is, it went for the Ultima Online crowd, um, and the Ultima Online crowd is perfectly okay with playing Ultima Online for the rest of their life, right? So, yeah, true. Uh, it's just, it didn't work out for them. And and plus, they didn't quite nail it. And we've talked about it on the show before. So I'm not going to go into it too deep, but mm-hmm. there's more to Ultima Online than just, you know, no classes, you skill up, and it's that bird's eye view, etc. There was... It was more sandboxy, and like they didn't get the sandbox right when they made um, Legends of Aria. So now they're just straight up just going NFT at the worst possible time. So they're beta or alpha testing the NFT uh, client. Now they say they're going to have two clients: they're going to have the classic, and they're going to have the NFT uh, cl- clients. So
4: that makes uh, no sense. Mess.
0: Yeah, because it's almost like they're saying, "Hey." We don't believe in our product. Yep, yeah, not we, sure we have of no idea what's going to work, but we want to somehow survive either way. Exactly um, what I'm hearing. And plus, here's the worst part. All right, so the items in the game, your house, your plot, all that kind of thing can be turned into NFTs and sold yeah. on their marketplace, right? But Legends of Aria is a full-loot PvP game. Yeah. Can We're you right. imagine? Can you even imagine how toxic that's going to be yeah. uh, when, when it's real money? Jeez. Like you see that guy running, and he's got stuff on <laughs> him worth actual
2: cash—seven thousand dollars worth of stuff right.
1: on him. How do you make and a the, living? I like I freaking murder people in games hunter. and take their shit. <laughs> I'm <a> bounty hunter. <laughs> you look I down. Fool. What
3: happened? I got mugged right. last night in a
1: video
0: game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah Why can't you pay
3: sure. your we rent. can't pay
0: the rent. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we can't exactly. pay the rent, honey. Uh, I got I got robbed legally in a game. Where I got grief.
1: I got grief, man. I got <laughs> griefed. I can't pay my rent. People be like, "What the hell are you talking about, dude?"
0: So, that's what my video that launched is mainly about. It's like, "Guys, nice. like you're making some really weird decisions here. Uh do you, what? Have you are, I think they're on drugs. I don't know any <sighs> other p- plausible explanation."
1: Isn't that the thing though, right? It's like it, the bandwagon. I avoid the bandwagons for a reason. And NFTs, whether you like them or not, they're a freaking bandwagon, dude. They're the new bandwagon. Just like Kickstarter games were on a bandwagon for a while, blockchain was the bandwagon. Now we're transitioning away from blockchain to like NFTs and blockchain. It's like the moment I see NFTs or, NFTs or blockchain related to a game, I'm automatically like, nah, I, I like well, I can't- stuff outright.
0: What can really good immersive MMOs become a a a thing that is really popular for people to make? I know, right?
1: (laughs) Come on. Well, you know, there's this really there's this one that uh, you know proposed, you know, uh, a world that that could just you know really um, uh, beckon those who appreciate the old tabletop genre, those people who just want a really good cozy experience with their friends, um, in a really immersive world, they could gather around these fire or sorry, ember stones and mm. embers adrift, right? They were, look <laughs> at Listen with this face palming, dude. <laughs> they were going to dude. I'm sorry. You guys, can I just say this for a moment? Have I not called it to the fucking to the T on everything? Up until this point, like I actually am wanting to give myself a pat on the back for how accurate I am, because I go with my gut. And this is why I'm saying this trust your instincts. Don't listen to what people say. Look for the evidence, right? You can't just be like, oh, they're using all these catchphrases because that's exactly what they were doing. Let's get as many people in here as we can. We're all about the journey of the friends. That means you don't know what the fuck you're doing. You don't even know where you're going. That is exactly what the translation I was getting was, right? And this is the thing. I even had, we did some embers drift. They were going to do this world breaker event, right? What oh, did boy. I say? I was like, you're not going to have enough people there to break the world to begin with and you're probably gonna boast about how it was successful Mm -hmm. if you want to break the world you need enough people playing it to fuck the server up that's the point of a world breaker event they had their world breaker event i think they had like 40 or ish give or take people good job at peak peak. oh shit okay well i mean i was aiming high but all right
2: I don't think they they have to date refused to confirm numbers. In fact, their press their little press release that they posted the forums <laughs> just said a large amount of players and and people. There's a, some comments in the thread massively. It says, "Well, until you quantify right. what a large number of players are, right? Not, there's nothing to brag about because your official screenshots, the official screenshots that they have shared on their Twitter account, I counted 38 yes. people in the largest." gathering in screenshots oh and gosh. and they do they do quantify that by saying these players were away from the newbie experience because we didn't want to clutter that up <laughs> cause performance issues um Hate because we've bad. all seen i am going to criticize at this point and if they want to whatever if this is let me say let me let me let me rephrase that i am going to criticize using other people's words because if you've watched any yeah. other streams the number one thing that their lead programmer tells everyone to do is turn off the grass, turn off the shadows, turn all these things off, right. and that'll give you the performance you need. You have an unoptimized train wreck, and if you can't have all of these people in one place because it's causing everyone's systems to shut down, your game isn't working. And right. the whole objectivity of a World Breaker event is to break your servers. But like you said,
3: you're trying to you avoid need more it. than fifty <laughs> people.
2: You need more than fifty people, like. I think what made me laugh was the commentary of, of, you know, our great networking stack held up.
0: Yeah, yeah. Where they were like, "Oh, it's a testament to our networking stack." Like, dude, I oh, bet man. you guys you are just using the Unity built-in one. Like, you know what I mean? Like, shut up, shut up with your nonsense. You know, uh, I the, can either confirm nor deny that. I just, I'm guessing. I'm just guessing based on right. performance because I, I have played in un disclosed MMOs in unity using the the regular network stack. And that's what I Mm -hmm. felt was what that game is showing. Um, But dude, the funniest thing to me though, out of that whole story is what Renfell said when they said, oh yeah, we got for the screenshot, we got away from the new play. I thought it was a world breaking event. So why don't you clutter everybody together and break the server so you can get your data. Yeah, so you can get your data to try to fix and make it better. Um, right? That's the point. You don't try to make the you don't try to save the server on a right. break event. Exactly. Everybody's supposed to go hog wild and try to break it.
1: So um, that's the perfect point, right? So this guy who's in charge of all the the network stuff, right? So you're boasting about how you're doing great job, giving yourself a pat on the back, right? <laughs> meanwhile the purpose of the event is so that you get a lot of people in there to break it and then you tell them how to not break it and then continue to pat yourself on the back do you see the problem here do you you see the And, and, and all of the people that are advocating for this game that like the ones that come and like ramble on, on like dropping comments on the YouTube videos, like Nathan or I have made where they're like, you're not this and that. And we're, we're speaking from the same exact points as the other guy that said the same stuff and things that we're advocating for the game. Look. I've got a comment in the past week from one person who was talking about all the things that are great and how I've got a skewed perception. Really? Because there's one of the people that's in in the Ashes fam, right, and with the group of homies that gathers around the Ashes Pathfinder podcast sister show that we talked about recently, right? The Daedalus and I are on. That podcast, I had the Ashes post show. Was it last Sunday? And I think I even shared, right? You did. I shared that. And it was like literally there. they said, I got in, I played, it was the worst experience I've had.
2: I haven't seen any positive comments outside of the fan base exactly who, who are like long-term members or friends of the people who are part of the stream team, the streamers of the game. Like, And if you check – I checked on the day of the World Baker event. It's the same seven or eight streamers that they've had streaming the game for the past two months. Right. I don't see any new streamers. The only people who seem to have, at least from the, what I understand, the only people who have anything positive to say are people who have been paid – as promoted streamers, sponsored streamers, those are the ones who have positive things to say, and or the other people being streamers who only have, they've never streamed anything before. They have two or three followers, and they're trying to stream, this is the first game that they're streaming, which is fine. Everybody starts somewhere. Um, That's not the criticism. The criticism that I can make logistically, I can make this commentary. If you you strip away for the moment that uh, the Stormhaven Studios affiliation that I have and yes i still have um nudge mm-hmm. nudge wink wink um if you strip that away um the criticism that i can give legitimately is that we had more people in the april 2020 build which was a pre alpha build we had more people in that build at least more people visible in the screenshots that i shared out on the saga lucimi social media channels than were shown on the official embers of drift social media the other day yeah so
1: i I can confirm that i was there
2: where 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 are all the people like yeah you gotta you gotta have people to break something and and that's I don't know. And they, they're already saying that they're going to do another World Breaker event. It's like, I think at this point, you're just doing it as a marketing. It, it's,
1: it's it's a bad one at that.
0: When
2: you've got an MMO yeah. that you're just like, come
0: on in. Whoever wants to show up, let's go. Let's break this server. And more people show up on a random Friday announced the day before to watch me, Peter around and play P99. Then show up for your MMO uh World Breaker event. <sighs> then screw Damn. off. You suck. You're yeah. you lost. You know, come on. Come on now.
1: Dude, the thing the thing about this though is this isn't this is a to me, this this case study of this game is is more important in regard to the overall MMORPG genre, right? With all of the problems that the genre itself has faced in regard to the different games that have come out, right? Which we're we're we've got to segue into a bigger discussion around this. the people that are like white knighting advocating for this game which again it's really just the that's really small handful people it's not many right so the issue is is you're advocating for this thing and you're you're trying to tell people that what is being delivered by this mmorpg is okay we're really trying to pull the bar down pretty far aren't we yeah for and i don't MMOs. want the
0: bar that low right yeah. i don't want it to be that low that's why it pisses me off. And you're the
1: most understandable person about setting expectations. Like right? you're willing to give things way more of a chance than I am. Yeah. That's like real yeah. talk. And you're even going, dude, do you want to pull it down where? Right. You're like the most you're yeah, and I'm the easiest to please, yes. too.
0: I am so easy to yes. please, man. If if your MMO is no. uh, you know, something that has a lore, it's immersive, it's enjoyable in any almost on any facet. I can play it, and I can enjoy it, and I can respect it for what it is. Um, it doesn't take much. I'm, I am a very easy to please MMO player, uh, and understanding.
4: Uh, much there's more only than one I MMO am.
0: that I actually can't stand, and that's. <laughs> but even, but even that one, I understand why other people like it. I just, it just, I don't like it. But besides that one, <laughs> which I won't mention because there's people here that like it, uh, so I won't say it. But. <laughs> Besides that one, I can play any other MMO and have fun at, at the very minimum,
1: dude.
2: I just don't. I just don't see where they where. Because remember, they they made press announcements. They made press releases, not just blog posts. No, not just they're literally titled press release. Multiple. Too. And they made bold claims, fully funded. But, yeah. Okay, fully funded. But they can't afford animators.
0: But they can't the afford animators. That's not fully funded. No. Like you can't just be like, like you could say that about anything, then, right? You could be like, I'm fully funded to uh, build my own uh, power plant, except for the- I don't have engineers to do it, right? Shower like juice that's plant.
1: not shower juice plan. Then you're
0: plant. not, you're not, you're not fully funded. That's crazy.
1: Really, they got it- with shower juice plan. I'm just saying. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, that is fully
2: funded. I <laughs> 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 Then there was the well um, it was the fully funded statement, and then they made the uh, we're launching in early to mid 2022. We're already in mid 2022. We we're are, in May, ladies and gentlemen. That's a good June plan. is the six month mark. That's sure mid is. 2022. It's
1: like two weeks away. They,
2: where are all the zones? Where are all the things? I I've read the patch notes, and it's a bunch of oh, I I want to refactor. By the way. The game has been refactored. I can't even get into that. It's been refactored it's so many times. It's <clears throat> ridiculous. Like, we, we can't do this, that, or the other because we're waiting on Unity to fix this, that, or the other. And we still got to do this. And I still got to refactor the Skybox. And I still got to do this. I got to refactor this. And I got to redo this. I got to redo this. Oh, by the way, we still got to do art passes on these six zones. And we're going to get those in. And uh, the pace that it's taken them to date, because they only have one person don't it doesn't matter what they say on their website there's one person log into their wednesday night builds there is one person who's doing all of the lift lifting for that for the coding the everything there's one person it's the same person who for you know i i i'm limited in what i'm allowed to say I know, I there's know. there's a reason that that one person won't let other people be involved in the process um one person who shoulders that load for better or for worse, and that one person is taking four to six months to get a zone into the game.
4: Yeah, man.
2: If, if, if you're still <laughs> trying to add six more zones plus a city, to get your, you've got two weeks. Two weeks you've hit the deadline for the press release statements that you made at the middle of end of last year when you claimed that you were fully funded and launching in early to mid 2022. Like
1: yeah from my perspective there's not that much different about the game either and i mean not from the amount of time that's gone by it's just and i, I gotta agree dude. with chat
0: on that too the ashes uh, hq website is way higher quality than the embers website thank you
1: thanks friends that is put a lot an of work easy on that. to
0: it's an easy fact right there
1: Right. And uh, do, do they yeah. still
0: have the little where they copy and pasted like a, or they just put up like a text block? And oh, my just- God.
1: You remember that? <laughs> it's actually <laughs> the guy who's there, the. You remember that? I showed you. Do you remember when I, I, I showed it's you still that? There. Yeah. They literally had a template for a site. How do you know this? Because anybody who uses a template, when you go and use it and you plug Plorum in hyps- like. Lorem yes. Ipsit that that whole yes. like dialogue that's just random garbled whatever there, it that is literally what's there for one of the people that's been there since before, I even knew about the game the 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 robber guy I think is his name right it, you've got um, the mm-hmm. other dude and then you have got that guy and it's just this like garbled mess like you got to the point where you're gonna go promote this and to get people on board and you didn't even have you didn't even take. The whole five minutes, you as an individual, you didn't go in and take five minutes to write up a general summary about yourself and just fix that. You didn't have five minutes
0: you could have at least just left it blank you didn't have to leave in the lorem ipsum yeah
1: i mean you're talking that's like what a couple backspaces and deletes like (laughs) and you didn't have and then save the site like you did not you were so like that does not bode well for the project and this is but one of many points i have made and that's why this is bad for the genre in my opinion because you're not, not even, look. it's not, like, this is basic. This is like, this is like basic, basic.
2: Somebody asked me the other day if I was, you know, ashamed to have my name attached to it. And I'm like, well, to be fair, the what exists now, Yeah. a lot of that is if, like, Simmer was just saying, not a lot's changed in two years. It has a better paint job, but all they've done is, you know, if, you know, the campfires are now called ember rings um they got rid of the skill-based system and moved to a some sort of archetype system so that's kind of a tweak that was a move away but everything else that's there now is all based off of the original design works that i wrote and by the way most of the people who are on that team right now were not there when those design documents were written so they can't you know it's it's like all those people are gone you know so it's it's just an interesting thing where claims are being made regarding designs and and mechanics that were already in place two years ago and have not changed they just have a new paint code on them um yeah i mean it's it's not really any different it just doesn't have mm. magic anymore and they have a handful of new zones and they change the campfires to be called ember rings oh and you can't there's no NPCs anymore. Like you you just talk to tables tables.
1: Yeah. There were people advocating for the tables. Like this is the thing, you know, I remember some of these games that were actually making some of these like types of like stress events. We want to break it. Like I remember Mortal online Two is doing that. Like, yeah. But like, do you see the difference? Like, this is the thing. There are a lot of games that have, have done these types of things. Right. But like, again, the approach is just completely wrong. You need a community That you're engaging with and bolstering. And this is the problem. They're focused on the small little group. This is kind of what actually Camelot and Chain's problem is right now too, by the way. Camelot Unchained is also so, like, they've made some bad mistakes. They've been in this a lot longer. They've made some pretty big mistakes. Their problem, from my perspective, is that Mark Jacobs and the rest of the team, they're only really focused on engaging in the backers that are currently testing. They don't really care about engagement. And that narrative is shared within some of those people that backed, as evidenced by those people themselves, to me, that is showcased in how their sentiment is towards the greater MMORPG community. It doesn't matter. It's not say. important. And it's like that's the problem.
2: I will say this though for Cam and Chain. At the very least, they stream on their own Twitch channel. True story. Like, yeah, what what's the point of having a Twitch channel if your community manager is never actually going to stream on your own Twitch channel?
0: It's like,
2: true. Your community manager is only ever streaming on her personal. Twitch account, yeah that's weird. never ever streaming on the official company branded
1: that's strange which Why? you should have been doing like, for a year now right like what maybe because
0: maybe because it's yeah. embarrassing
1: oh boy don't open that door bro those, i'm those, just saying those
0: words did not come out of my mouth so i'm, I'm just gonna guessing sit here but I would be embarrassed <laughs> if I was supposedly that close to launching and call, making all these claims about a World Breaker event. And then I log on to the official uh, planned stream and five people show up.
1: Dude, yeah, because Camelot and Chain did, does better and they got a lot of people upset with them too. Yeah, I mean, like,
0: they like really slapped their audience across the yeah. face with like yeah. their own genitalia kind of situation you know oh. like it was bad it was oh. so bad
1: stay still I gotta bat you across <laughs> your own face with yourself that Really, I mean
0: that really is what they did though that's like the perfect way to explain what they did Stop to their community baby powder dear, that. Dear, well
1: since we're kind of entering into this inappropriate
0: sexual innuendo <laughs> sorry, point sorry, sorry, dear, is sorry, this a sorry, good
1: sorry. time to talk about the Tifa statue for Final Fantasy yes, that we saw yes it is a good
0: time oh my Look goodness oh that wasn't made by Square Enix.
1: No, it wasn't, but also... But they did
0: get the license to
1: do it. Yeah, they got
0: approval. <laughs> they got approval.
1: Oh, God. Like, I know is a thirst trap, okay? But,
0: but she's a
2: respectable character, though. I right? kind of like, feel like they degraded what, her a bit. It, it depends on what version of Final Fantasy <laughs> is you're watching. True. <laughs> Whether or not she's respectable or not, because I've yeah, seen some versions where fair. she is not respectable, ladies and gentlemen. The options, yeah, you can choose there them. May, there may have been some options. websites I went to that had some Oh yeah, reputation. yeah, yeah. I mean,
0: the official Tifa oh. is a official
1: respectable Tifa is, yes.
2: character. He's a
0: respectful that, waifu, you know. And, and you know, you know what, <laughs> I I sometimes will play a game like Final Fantasy 7 just to go back and see my friends in the game you know and i consider tifa I a, a friend of mine and so this is so disrespectful
1: yeah. i i <laughs> i agree with you on that too i you kind of want to get in there with your homies you went on the adventures with back in the day wait wait yeah. well, hang on a second yeah. wait a
2: second you want to get in there with your homies like where is this going because <laughs> oh, I'm, no. I'm, I'm...
1: you're taking this is the dark wren is already an the on himself. that conversation <laughs> There is no NDA on this, y'all, right? There's no, there's no NDA, which, by the way, can we, for a moment here, so the V Rising server, y'all know what it's going to be called, Daedalus knows. He came up with the name for it. You want to share it?
3: I do. It's called the Casting Coffin. (laughs)
1: Because, yeah, so Casting Coffin will be the server, uh, the official server of this uh, community when we go in and play. It's not my coffin. It's, it's
3: it was either that or dead of sim so either way
1: true i mean that was the working one for a while there i like casting coffin a lot better not Did for no 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 i knew the moment that i finished those, those words <laughs> <laughs> regret it coming y'all are missing out on chat if you're watching this on youtube right now <laughs> if you're listening to it over on the podcast place i just gonna put that out there you're you're missing out because the people in chat are rude to me right now, <laughs> they're rude. They're like, we haven't gotten to give him shit about this for weeks. <laughs> on this day, anyway.
2: For a couple weeks, we got to get it all out now.
1: Well, oh. buckle up, Buttercup. We got some more here. So, okay, games that broke the world. We talked about that a little bit. Can we talk about that? I like this article on MMORPG, man. This, these are the kinds of articles I really like seeing them post. This one is called right. Why do modern MMOs feel so different than old school ones? I, I'm i just going to let you all jump in on that. I encourage everybody here in chat, whether you're on YouTube, wherever. Speaking of which, by the way, I forgot to say this one earlier. Thanks for 5,000 subs, everybody. I'm over 5,000 on YouTube, and I forgot to share that at the beginning. Thank you. Hammers up. Appreciate it. But I'd love to know what you all think about this point. Because this is a pretty big conversation, well- I think.
2: I can say because Nathan and I, along with Sparrow and Bounty Code and and Vendini and Kel, because we're playing P99 right now, and at least within my Discord community, we have a group of people who love P99. We're getting ready to do the EQ1 TLP server on May 25th. Like, there is a certain... And I can even joke about it, because I have a neckbeard. But but there's a certain group of... You can jokingly refer to them as neckbeards, or seriously, whatever you want to do some of us do appreciate some of those old school aspects that made the old games better when it comes to communities and socializing. But I also feel like some of that stuff is just lost because the, the, the way we play games today is so different. So here's a good example. Back in the day when I first started playing EverQuest one, you know, there was maybe a thousand people on a server. Like, think about that for me. Yeah. We had 30 servers or whatever. There was a hundred thousand people playing the game, but it was, you know, realistically a thousand people a night playing on your server so it was a relatively small community compared to these days when you've got a server that has 25 30 50, people on it so you could actually get to know other people for, and you would run into them fairly frequently and so the world felt smaller and when you were forced into that group mentality on a regular basis that did help towards Focusing everybody on working together and having that tabletop experience where we're all here at this table to have fun together, not to compete against each other and win or be the best. You know, we're here to enjoy that tabletop experience, but in a virtual format. But now we've just we've come so far since then. I don't think that that's something we can ever get back to. But when we can go back into a nostalgic game, we can taste it again. And we're we're reminded that there are things that we liked about that. There are things that I don't like. Um I don't miss corpse runs. Fuck no, I do not miss corpse runs. Like <laughs> like the the idea of losing all my shit because of something stupid like my internet went out. Like legitimate like legitimate stuff like that, I don't think it's I don't want to go back to that. Like yeah, being a stupid puller or not knowing how to play my class, that there should be punishments for and how do we deal with that? balance and the mechanics etc but what i don't like is being punished for acts of nature that that are out of my control and so there's there are some things that i don't look back on anyway that's my random two thoughts community Uh, was a big thing back in the day but it was also much smaller so it was easier to be a part of a community
1: right agreed
3: i mean i'm gonna kind of touch on that second point because that's honestly where i'm at it's like the biggest thing is you can change a lot of things like and still have that same feel if you kept that mmo like early mmo community aspect the way it was and and frankly the more you had convenience the less and less the experiences became more and more soundbite and you didn't get to know the people on your server right i remember like starting out and playing like games like Ultima Online and EverQuest and, you know, Dark Age of Camelot even, and you kind of knew the people on your server, right? It wasn't this whole like big right. faceless thing where you were paired up with people that weren't even on your server, like the cross play and all of that and the LFG, you know, um, convenience cool. factors. And at the time, right? I'm like, hey, Mm. this is great. I can just like, you know, queue up and I don't have to go anywhere. But in retrospect, I realized that was like the beginning of the end. Right. Community aspect.
1: Same. Because you
3: stop talking to people. I mean, how many dungeon runs have you gone on in MMOs today where you're paired up with random people Mm -hmm. and nobody says a word for the entire run?
2: One of the reasons I hate grouping in Star Wars The Old Republic, because as much as I love that game, I've played that game since it launched. I have never seen the same face twice in like 12 years of that game
0: ever. Yeah. It, it,
2: because it, they're one and done. Correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't the upcoming Wrath of the Lich King classic experience, they're not going to have the looking for, they're right. not going to have the matchmaking systems. Yeah, right. Correct.
0: Yeah, they're not. Because they realized that that was, they even admitted it in the, in the and yeah. when they, like
1: listen to community yeah
0: yeah they said like you know that in in retrospect well, this that, one they
1: are though it's a fair yeah. they are listening to community on yeah, this one yeah yeah
0: i i actually really do think that um with the buyout and everything going on at blizzard that we they yeah. i'm not going to go so far as to say that retail is going to make a big comeback it's but fair. i will say that i do feel like they're they're they are legitimately going to try to make that game better um, yeah. what better is who knows um, I do you
1: think that they're working on retail too i mean I, I hate to admit this but i do think that they are making efforts as well
0: I, they're gonna they're trying yeah, yeah. so uh, i i think with the old school mmo thing though is that i don't want the developers to design their game worried about my feelings okay screw my feelings right design your game to where it takes ch- it's challenging. And it's, uh, you know, you tuck away secrets everywhere and you don't give a crap if people find them or not. And don't don't care about like me and how I feel. And I didn't get a level today and I didn't get my piece of loot and I didn't get my daily reward. Who cares? Right. Um, If you didn't earn it, you don't get it. Period
2: didn't cuz all I have not played this the three of you have because I was mm-hmm. in the middle of moving when it when it was going big but correct me if I'm wrong here because Elden Ring didn't have any hand holding it was hard as fuck yeah. you died constantly you were having to redo shit all the time you didn't get loot all the time right. like it was a constant grind and yet and yet it was a global phenomenon and a, a bona fide hit yeah because it focused on guess what? There's no cash shop. It's just a yep. fucking game. with lots of fucking content. It's hardest buck. And it that's it. Like, it's just, it's here for you to play. So I feel like everything you just said, Nathan, like, those games legitimately could still function if yeah. people would make more games like that.
1: Yeah, dude. Yeah. Those hidden...
3: Yeah,
2: they, it's about yeah. This exploration. Sorry to interrupt. Some, but no, it's about from. exploration. I
3: think that's, like, one of the main things is you reward people for exploration you reward people for being social right and that um at least in the in the previous mmos particularly with elden ring though i mean i have never successfully um i would say like stuck with a souls-like until elden ring even though i got my like face ground into the dirt many a time right it was still fun for me. And and I'm like Sim in that, in that regard with with regards to the experience. I'm not trying to like blow through it and finish it, Yeah. right? I'm taking in a time. I'm like, hey, if I'm in the mood yep. just to do like a little, you know, exploration and kind of see, um, you know, see how my build is working in a new area, I'm going to go and do that. But I'm not necessarily like looking just to get to the end game and finish it and be done with it yeah i'm not either might have been like with other experiences that were i would say designed a little bit differently but with with regards to elden ring i think that's honestly what's also missing in modern mmos there's very very little to discover anymore you've got you know a bunch of add-ons which again it's a little hypocritical because i loved my add-ons in world of warcraft but now i'm realizing again right in retrospect how all these little things kind of added up to an experience became less and less relevant and more just about achieving a goal and that goal wasn't necessarily fun it was like i need to do this thing cuz i need to be relevant as opposed to I need to go and get on and have fun with my friends, which is frankly how Vanilla WoW was for me. It's like it wasn't the fact that I'm like, oh, hey, man, I got to go raid this weekend. I got to get my X, Y, Z done. I mean, all that happened, but it was like, hey, you know, tonight I'm just going to hang out. I'm going to log on and I'm just going to do dungeon with some friends.
0: Yeah, and there used to be so many things to do. Yes. when you logged in, you didn't know what you were going to do a lot of the time. And,
2: and, 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 it wasn't always about, here's the thing that pisses me off about modern games. Modern games, everything is about, I need to make forward progress continually as quickly as possible. Otherwise, I feel like I'm not doing anything in the game. Do you know how many times I used to log into EverQuest way back in the day? Not because I was going to be focused on leveling my character that night, but because I was going to log on. I was going to hang out with friends. We were going to practice some language swapping. We were going to buff newbies at the priest of discord lift in Kelethon. We were going to go craft items for each other. We were going to do things that didn't have anything to do with moving that experience bar whatsoever. Yeah. We didn't kill a yeah. single monster that might go two, three sessions in a row. We just logged in for the community and that, that asked I don't know where that got lost in the shuffle. Um, but now it's like I've had, so many people like we had a guy join us we were um uh saturday mornings, sunday mornings i'm playing p99 with alt groups outside of the group that i mentioned earlier that we're doing on friday nights and and we were in the west west coronas at this bandit camp that's kind of there outside of a farm and we were just having fun just hanging out you know four or five of us we had an empty slot that morning and a random dude um uh, sent me a tell and was like hey can i join and he was like level 15 or 16, the rest of us were like level 12. And I said, Yeah, sure, another person. Great. There's plenty to go around. He he gets in the group and he only does like three kills. He's like, Hey guy, the ex- guys, hey guys, the XP sucks. <laughs> I'm gonna head out because I can get better XP over oh. here solo and doing this over here. And it's like, you know what? Get the fuck out of here. I don't want you in my group. Because if the only thing you care about is how fast your XP bar is moving then you're not a fucking person I want in my group. Yeah. I don't
1: care yeah. about you. Well, it's like people in the world though, right? Like I'm around because of what I'm going to get out of it. And then when I'm not getting what I want out of it, I'm going to dip, right? I'm here for what I can gain. Not because I, this is like one of my biggest things, right? Right. This is why I, like, re-rolled a new guild. This is why I made a bunch of changes around the By end the of way, last year. To
4: you on doing that,
2: man? That, that was a good decision.
1: Yeah. Like, that was, that was... There were a lot of underlying things that were going on, and at the, at the heart of it was that same narrative it's the same one that i experience like i don't want people like that around me playing ashes in the future i don't want people Mm -hmm. like that around me when i'm playing lotro or city heroes i want people that are looking forward to jumping on getting on having fun with their homies that's exactly what it's been like for this year since i did that re-roll and i sleep better at night as a result i feel less stress as a result i you know feel that the relationships are much more authentic as a result and i feel great about that i am good with it right because quality over quantity for me and i also wanted to back up and say i totally agree with what you said Daedalus, about whenever you know whenever uh world of warcraft implemented the instance finder thing it felt like a it felt initially like this was going to be a really great thing and then, you know, then you kind of saw, like, how it started to take away from so many different, like, aspects, didn't you? Like, of, of the experience that you were having. And Elden Ring did a great job for a reason. Yeah, you all hit on the, the same things I would have to say. But even more than that, like, I can't help but recognize that, that feel, like, going... I mean, this is, like, this is as old school as it gets in video games. The earliest Nintendo games I ever played, right... I believe Elden Ring is such a success, not just because of From Software and and their history with Dark Souls, not because of the nature of the game being an open world, Souls-like game. I think all of that is like secondary or tertiary to the primary reason why. Because I believe what they did was they captivated the spirit of the original Nintendo games that existed. When you jump in there and you cannot get... To the end of that level you cannot beat the boss at the end of that level right until you are strong enough have gained a certain ability or you know weapon skill skill exactly along the way and you earn it and you do that progressively from one goal post to the next and even better right? It's uh, the fact it's doing that in an open world setting on top of all of that. It's not holding your hand. The souls like reinforces that even more. And, the best thing is how many glitches were there in original Nintendo games that you could Mm. discover that you could find out and they don't fix that shit. That is awesome. Like I like that. You don't know everything a hundred percent right now. Even still, there's still new things to explore and figure out and tricks that people are going to be sharing.
2: You just brought something to my mind because too, you look at like old movies, like the one I can always remember is like return of the Jedi has, you know, when, when, Lando's getting ready to take the Millennium Falcon and go off. Like there's one scene where he's walking and the bandoliers cross the chest one direction. And the next scene, the bandoliers cross the other direction. And that's a little editing mistake that they got left in there. And if you look at the the modern version of shows, like there have been like um, an episode of the Mandalorian will come out and fans within the first 24 hours will pick up that there's like the dude in the background of the very corner of this one shot. He's only there for a split second, but you can see one of the, crew guys leaning backwards trying to not be in the shot and then within within 24 hours they've edited that out because it's a digital process yeah. now and now that that quirky little fun bug is gone right? because they were able to go fix it and post because it got missed during the initial I, those are the little things that I, I do miss like you said the glitches and stuff that made those original games so fun and um, and i, hmm. I want to say too a lot
0: of people say like that's just not how people play games anymore, right? So, like, some of these things are impossible. That's not true. And uh, the reason why so many people logged into EverQuest or people play Elden Ring this way, uh, etc., is because you the the end goal was so massive that to be honest, you didn't even think you would ever get there, right? Like, <laughs> you, you when you played EverQuest back then, you didn't actually think you were going to make it to end. To, to max level it just didn't feel possible it's kind of like D D, you know you, you don't really even expect to make it to max level right um it was just so far away that you weren't even concerned with that right like mm. yeah you got excited when you leveled up because you're more powerful and you know maybe you could go get a, another spell or uh whatever but you really didn't even conceive that you might be out there at, at max level one day. Um, right. And, and Elden is like that, and it's because of the difficulty. You're sitting there knowing that you can't take – you don't even know what the next boss is. But you're sitting there knowing, that he. I cannot take – please don't let the Whatever boss be around this yeah. corner. I'm not ready. Like, I cannot do that. <laughs> right, and then – yeah, so it changes the way you play because that goal is so far away. And these days they want to move that goal close like a carrot right in front to where you're just chasing it around the whole time, and it's right out of reach, um, which I understand that as a philosophy, but it's just one philosophy. The other one is is that the, there's many carrots, and they're smaller, and you're grabbing, and there's lots of them, and you have options with what you want to chase. And the big carrot is far away and it takes skill time energy and it's just mm. so far away that it would be nice to get there one day but you're not concerned with it 24 7.
1: i agree dude i'm telling you man like we don't you know and the other thing when you think about mmorpgs i remember in world of warcraft there used to be there was a place in undercity there was a place in orgrimmar i think Undercity, you could go and find old nax hidden it was like these little areas where you could glitch through, right, and you could get back yeah, and go under the world. Like yeah. I I think it's um, I think it's because I mean going there doesn't serve a purpose. I mean to be fair, the uh, glitching underneath like uh, what was it, um, glitching underneath Stormwind was definitely something that needed to be patched because people were like glitching and going and raiding the city, and the poor lines didn't have a damn chance. But aside from that sort of thing, there was like I remember Cataclysm launch and there was a spot in New Orgrimmar where you could glitch and get into the wall and then go up into this like rock formation that was there. And literally there was a spot there where they had like this bedroll and like a note and it was basically a commemoration hidden in the game for a developer who had passed. And they ended up blocking it to where you couldn't get there. And I'm like, I think you miss opportunities when you have things like this that exist, because those are adventures that people take their friends on and new friends on who don't know about. These are like cool things you share and show to other people in the games. And when you take those away, right, or similarly, in regard to exploration, you then tunnel people into an instance finder where that's what they're only focused on. Like that diminishes community engagement and involvement with one another, which is what I think allows games like of all kinds to thrive really well especially when you have other players you interact with so yeah it's just a damn shame but you know what segue into this man Valheim right a case study it's a good case study of a game that has been around for a little while now survival game right still in early
0: access even yeah still in
1: early access the game is kicking ass and retaining interest like yeah, they're
0: m- made boatloads of money too. Did the
2: I think right it's past? Way. It's past ten million sales, I think.
1: Which Woo. do the math right? Like each would sell. And it an like, indie
2: game. Yeah, it's made a lot of people a lot of money, and it was built by only ten million five players. Like five it's like five-ish, I think it was five-ish. People, I think.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: It's a What's lot the number, of money, man? What, okay, I don't know if this is necessarily true, but it, it feels like it is. <laughs> um, one of the biggest selling games. Uh that still sells out um, and it's still a big deal. Uh, Freaking Minecraft, dude. I mean, let's talk about that. I
2: I play that with, and I'll tell you, I I can tell you why Minecraft is so popular. Because it's it's a good game at its base, but also because they've integrated all these different styles into it. Plus, Mm -hmm. I think this is the key point for Minecraft. They've integrated it into grade school to where it's actually a you can actually play it in school as an educational tool. So it's this introduction to gaming, but also an introduction into this genre, which is, it's two genres. It's survival. And it's also the whole, uh, building blocky building style of games, which everybody's doing these days, whether you're talking Valheim, because that's Valheim. Valheim is Minecraft with Viking survival. Yeah, Yeah. Same thing. Same thing with the uh, No Man's Sky. It's just Minecraft in space with better graphics, you know, and ships you could fly around. So it, it's I think Minecraft is still so successful because it's it's an all ages thing, and because they've got so many different themes that it's like oh do you want to play the Lego version? Do you want to play the Greek hero version? Do you want to play the beach version you know whatever Jeez. the case may be and they've There's got an mmo
0: out. somebody made a true uh, you know and it's it's popping man my yeah. son gets on there every once in a while like dang i know popular.
1: i've had a chance to try it yet but that that's the thing right it's just a good game like i've dumped yeah. a lot of hours in the minecraft back uh, mostly in the beta days like back when it was you know really was still like pretty basic but it was really good game and like i remember i remember it wasn't even long after after probably it started to really pick up with like the younger kids and stuff to where like you had some crazy videos on YouTube, like someone made an actual calculator in the game. Like you could, I yeah. mean you, the fact you can do things like that in a game that is just you know, I, dude.
2: It, what blows my mind. Cause I play this on Saturdays with my nephew. He's six, right? So he spends his allowance and he goes out and buys Minecraft books and he watches Minecraft videos all the time. this is why we bought it together, my mm-hmm. brother and I, to play with him last year. Because he was just obsessing over it. Because he was playing it at school with his friends. Yeah. That kid schools us every Saturday night when we sit down to play. Because Joey and I don't know Minecraft like he does. So it's like, we're logging in and we're like, okay, what are we doing tonight? And he's like, well, we could do this, 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 and this. And if we get this, we can do this. And if we do this, and it's like, and then we'll be going along. And it's like, how do we do this? And you're like, oh, you got to do this, this, this to do this. So the other day, as an example, our mission was we need obsidian. How do we get obsidian? Rather than going online and looking at a wiki, I've got a little six-year-old who's like, well, you got to take water and throw it on lava. And that's how you make obsidian. And so then it was us (laughs) figuring out how to do that based on the instructions of a (laughs) six-year-old who was explaining to us how to do these things in Minecraft, which has made it a very different experience for me because I'm, you know, the six-year-old is the one kind of leading the charge here. Um, but it's – it's, there's something to be said for to that too because it's also a game that you can play by yourself. There's a creative mode. You can play with friends. You can open it up and have it be a like yeah. the MMO thing. it yep. will be completely public. Um, there's like, just so much. God, it is the so definition of on. sandbox, man. Like, you know? Yes.
1: Yeah. That is the Especially definition. Especially because
2: they drop you off in the very beginning. Like, you get <laughs> yeah. no instructions. It's like literally you start there naked. Yeah, And it's like you have your fists and it's like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? And <laughs> yeah, it's like, well, you punch a tree and so you can get some wood and then you punch a rock until so you get some rock and then you can take the wood and the rock and make an axe, you know, and now you've got stone weapons and then you've got wood oh, weapons.
1: Oh, no, man.
2: It, it's a trip, man.
1: It's insane. It really is. Like it, it, I appreciate games like Minecraft because, you know, it's going to be around for a long time. It's It's really genuinely not going anywhere. The the possibilities are endless, and it doesn't. It goes to show you too, like the game doesn't have to be, this this like you know gorgeous en- engaging game. I mean, like the mod packs can allow you to do that with the game. It still looks like a bunch of blocks, but like, I mean, it, the possibilities for that game. I mean, people are still continuing to do things that are just shocking people, and it's been what ten plus years or something. Oh, it's been a long, long. time. Yeah. It's been it's been what was, it was around twenty ten when I. To 2010 when i played it i think it was in beta if i'm not mistaken so 12 years at least maybe more it's been a while yeah. i didn't play it in the earliest days either i i came into the beta towards the end like it had been around um, for a while
0: yeah it's Did initial release date was 2011
1: was it 11 so yeah or there you this, go this, this this i'm pretty sure it was have... in beta for like yeah, I 2009 to 2010 at least so it
2: was yeah, yeah. Tw- 2009 beta started so yeah so when you mentioned Valheim, does Valheim have any sort of cash shop that that supports it like Minecraft does, or is it mm. purely box oh. cost in that Box
0: it?
1: cost, man. So
2: that's the yeah. one interesting difference. Yeah.
1: Like Elden yeah, Ring, man. Right? Just
2: here's right. the price this tag. Proof, proof positive. I would also like to point out, like Jedi Fallen Order, like yep. last couple of years, proof positive. God of War, Red yep. Dead Redemption. Well, Red Dead Redemption Two is not a good example because they have Red Dead Online, but the but the mm. actual Red Dead Redemption Two before they did Red Dead Online, these are great examples of games that just had a shitload of content, and they were hard. Like you had, like Red Dead Online, you could completely turn off the map and turn off the compass and just literally get lost and only go based on direction. Same thing with Assassin's Creed Odyssey. You could you could have a version of the game you. could make the settings go to where you turned off the compass and the, and the waypoints and you literally had to read the directions that the NPCs were giving you go west until you see the mountains and then cross the mountains until you reach the valley of this and then go south from there and it I remember PC Gamer did an article on that about how that made Assassin's Creed Odyssey this actual odyssey of an adventure game because you weren't relying on waypoints and stuff it for some people that that's a very good game and and they want that experience they want that that no cash shop, just give me a good game. Let me play it. I don't care if it's challenging. I don't care if it doesn't have a mini map. I don't care if it doesn't have this, that, or the other. Just make me a good game that has good content, and I can go forth and explore and play. Um, you don't have to have a fucking cash shop with every single thing you do. It's
1: the road most traveled, and it's like the lamest thing you can do in a game, in my opinion. Because to me, to me, like the the the, I, I get some my like I understand cash shops sometimes right and when they're done minimally for certain types of games under certain types of business i can understand it right but not every game needs needs one it doesn't make sense for every game to have one and more often than not it just feels like this is what you're really about which which to me usually tends to mean you don't actually care about the community you don't you don't care about necessarily quality of the game you just care maybe more about getting people to check in log in to be here so they spend money like i mean and i get you, it
0: you know what but, company that i dude. i'm a fan of that is um investing their future into trying to make nothing but games as a service and it's very mm. disappointing mm. sega
1: oh no really yeah,
0: sega's like yeah if you look it up they've been plotting and planning to try to turn all their major franchises into games all of them uh, as yeah. a service yeah Oh fuck! So and and you saw like that that train of thought and the new uh, Sonic collection game that came yeah. out right now. You right. saw that where it was like there's 20 different versions and like dude, you got to pay like an extra five bucks to buy the version that has like Sonic and tails and the music in the background on the title screen. What? Are you serious, dude? Really? We're gonna get that petty? That's that's the direction we're gonna go now. Like man, that's sickening. You know. Like seriously, five more bucks for you to just have the music at the title what? I, I would Jeez.
2: love to go back circle back around real quick to because I think that's the polar opposite of Valheim. Yeah. When you when you talk about here's just a good game that you can get for like thirty or forty bucks. I don't remember what the price point is. It's fairly fairly low compared to AAA being priced at seventy these days. Here's this. You pay this, we sell ten million copies. We've made several hundred million dollars at this point. right? And over here, a mega corporation, not an indie team of five people with a publishing company, but a mega corporation who's been around for 30 plus years, nickel and diming mm-hmm. their customers for every last little thing. The reason being because they're just so bloated and so big that they can't support you know, doing it the way they've always done it before, so they have to resort to these scummy tactics because they don't know how to make good games anymore because it's, they've just, they've sort of drained the life out of all their franchises. I feel, um, I can't tell you when was the last good Sega game I played.
1: I can't, man. It was way, way, way back, and I never even had a Sega. It was like over at a homies or something. Well, and
0: you well, they they it. do still make some good ones like that. I didn't play it, but I know it's a good game. Everybody freaked out about it. The um, what are they called? The Yakuza games are still good. Oh, like um,
2: the Samer? They're like a, a role play yeah. mafia type.
1: Yeah. 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 CEOs cost a lot in chat I saw that. You know I saw this article a while back and I just was like, dude, it, just the article in itself was like kind of cringy to me and it was like Final Fantasy 14 gamers jumped to WoW. Come on. It, it's not because of the housing system change or issue in Final yeah, Fantasy. Come on. Like yeah, that's no, not right.
2: like It's we... just cyclical gameplay these days. We're yes, talking about the yes. show. Yep. So,
0: and Asmongold, let's not forget that Asmongold started playing WoW again. Yep. His fans they dropped an announcement. Play.
1: People are going to check it out. Like,
0: yeah, normal. they got a new expansion coming out and uh etc.
1: And a lot so, of those people on Final Fantasy 14 were upset with World of Warcraft and they just got baited back into it, too. It's natural sure. that that's going to happen. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So. Before the show, we were talking about Valheim being on the list of topics to talk about today. And I want—I yep. brought this up pre show. I will bring it up real quick for the point of conversation because mm. we've talked about in the past like New World, Lost Ark losing like 90, 90, 95% of the population within the first six months. And I don't think it's necessarily because they're shitty games, it's the cyclical nature. And yep. there was an article that was over on mmorpg.com recently which talked about the Lost Oasis devs coming out and complaining. And saying that they're going to completely gut the entire game and revamp the entire experience because they've gone from thirty thousand players on Steam every day at launch, which was like a year, maybe two years, maybe three years. I don't. It's been a little bit, and now they're down to the nine hundred to a thousand per day mark. So they've lost. You know, they've gone from thirty thousand to one thousand. Let's just put it that way. And for a small indie team that's a big deal because they just don't have enough people playing the game and and what bothers me is that in the development post the dev is the devs are going on and on about how oh it's because the game's you know we think that we think that these things in the game are wrong and we have to revamp those and i don't Come think on. that's the case
1: no i think
2: it's just the fact that people play games in a cyclical nature these days And you can be hot for 90 minutes and get 30,000 people. But if you don't have a core – even if you have a good game at the core, you're not going to retain 90% of your audience. They're going to go play whatever – guess what? Next month, another game is hot on Steam. And then the month after that, another game is hot on Steam. And people are going to play what's hot, and they're going to cycle through those. I got three free games today on the epic on on the epic store yeah three free games right yeah. and on top of that i have a subscription to lord of the rings online i'm playing p99 i'm getting ready to sub for EQTLP. i just dropped a sub on world of warcraft classic today um you know i got sh- i got games coming out in my wazoo and i'm not i'm not worried about some game called lost oasis you know what i mean it's like It doesn't matter if it's a good game or a bad game. People just play games differently these days. Yeah,
0: I do. do, Speaking of people playing games on Steam, this absolutely has to get out there in case there's anybody didn't know because this is hilarious. Right. So Square Enix, not too long ago, maybe like a month ago, maybe less than that, released a game that is total trash, and it's so trash, it's so trash that it made headlines a a day or two ago that literally. One person was playing the oh. game over the weekend, and that's Babylon's fault.
1: Oh, no, one, one person? They, they
0: tracked the guy down and interviewed him. Was- oh, <laughs> oh, 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 oh <laughs> Can shit. Can you even Damn. imagine? Like, dude. <laughs>
1: well, it makes some of the worst games I've ever played seem like they're probably not as bad.
0: <laughs> yeah, dude. When hey, look. Let me put it this way. Let me put it this way. When more people were on Ember's Adrift than playing your Square Enix game, bro.
1: <laughs> Ember's Adrift's World Breaker event could do better than you do. Oh, feels bad. That is sad. Can we have a moment of silence for that one's was- ball? Well, we can't. We're I laughing too lap. much. Okay. I'm joking.
4: <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> How, how bad is that, dude? That is outrageous. Oh, that's that's oh, actually dude. really
1: sad. I feel really sad for this game right now. Wait, you know? Kind of feel oh, sad that Ember the Drift's actually re- doing better than something else now. Actually, too. When I read it, it
0: made me so sad I almost bought it. Oh, I was like,
1: god. <laughs> We're laughing at a oh no, Meatux is totally right. Y'all are laughing at a funeral right now. Oh my god. <laughs> you know That's what great. i feel like i feel like the people that raided that in-game funeral event on the world of warcraft Elden <laughs> yeah, server yeah. back in the day yeah. they were all having a moment of silence for their fellow gamer who had <laughs> passed and then this raid comes in and just kills everybody in the game I feel like i'm the guy that killed everybody in the game and is laughing about it right now maybe not the one that killed it but definitely laughing at the video I
2: actually cried.
1: Yeah, that was good. That's a good segue though, to talk about um, something related to uh, subscription services or passes, right? Which we were talking about. So there was a couple articles and I'll try to drop them both down here. Um, but Xbox, right? I think Nathan was talking about this in our DM chat was talking about Xbox is trying to with releases. So they're doing this like really what i consider i agree with you by the way i feel like this is risky you're gonna like include it in your past let people get these brand new games at launch and then you got like playstation going yeah that seems like a bad idea we're not really on board with that i'm going kind of feel like y'all are maybe a little bit smarter about this uh
2: this is really good point to this because there was an interview that was done maybe two weeks ago from the guys who just did the the remake of odd world which by Mm -hmm. the way the odd world games were amazing but the remake came out as a playstation plus exclusive went for the ps5 and the the guy the the creative director for that project came out and said it was the worst decision they've ever made and he wished he could take it back because it was something like i think he said something like three million copies were downloaded During that month and the amount of money that they got from PlayStation to make it an exclusive was nowhere near the amount of money they would have made had they sold 3 million copies of the game. And and as a result, they're not going to be able to make a sequel because there's just no money to make it. And so I've read a few horror stories like that where the companies who are making these games get an offer from Xbox or PlayStation or whatever to have that exclusive moment in the spotlight to be the game of the month. And it might sound like a chunk of change, you know, they might be offering you seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars, five hundred thousand dollars, and you're looking at that going, I can make payroll for the next six months off of that. Mm. Awesome. But then you have five million copies of your game that get downloaded, and you do the math on that and said, if I would have sold those at fifty dollars a pop, you know, there's twenty-five million dollars there minus the fifteen percent we needed to pay PlayStation for their cut of the pie. You know, we could have made twenty million dollars versus five hundred thousand. You know what I mean? Like when yeah. you do that kind of math, it makes your asshole pucker and you're like, oh, that just doesn't feel good because I just got shafted. You know, like that's the In shitty the side. Yeah, that's the shitty side of of the exclusives. Um <laughs> exclusives for like xbox because i'll be honest um i just played um outriders mm. um and i fucking loved it like this the, the single good. player storyline was so good like yeah. i get it not everybody liked the multiplayer and that's fine but i good loved though. the it was good and it was great i appreciate it so, so They they've been making press recently because they didn't make enough money from sales of the initial game. They've never seen a royalty paycheck from Square Enix, never seen a royalty payment, and the the expansion is just about to drop. And the creative director is saying that's it. We're not doing anything after that because we're not even going to make any money off of the expansion sales because of the amount of money that has to be recouped to pay. And and they blamed in part the Xbox Ultimate Game Pass because it's on game pass Mm. and as a result people like me
4: were paying
2: 15 bucks a month got to play it and said this is an amazing game but i sure shit didn't pay 60 bucks for it you know and that's that's lost money for a company like that who could use the 60 bucks you know what i mean yeah so there is there is a pro and con and sony
0: and sony's just kind of like you know looking probably at what xbox does and they're probably because it's a japanese company versus an american company right. for one thing mm-hmm. and they're probably looking at it like yes yeah, they're freaking crazy like yeah. we're,
3: <laughs> bad business we're trying,
0: to, <laughs> we're trying to make money to like survive um uh, but you know, Microsoft is known for that. I mean, uh, remember when they decided they were going to take on Twitch and they spent all that money, Freaking and then they A, were just like, nah, never mind. We're
1: going to gonna do out. Mixer. Then we're going to bring over like all these top 0. .00001 percenters, pay them millions, and then before the contracts up, we're going to call it.
0: That's why I can never trust. You're like, oh gosh. I- You know, this feels like the dumbest thing to even say, because I think everybody feels this way in the whole freaking world, but I just cannot trust Microsoft, right? Like, that's just not a company, I'm sorry, but, like, are they better? Am I glad they bought Blizzard? Sure, right? Because what a mess that was, right? But I don't trust Microsoft, right? Like, they're... They're just known for like just dabbling and trying things and then quitting, just being like, "Ah nah, don't like that, never mind mm, Dude, they tried to point. sell the Xbox brand only what, i think like twelve years ago or so they tried to sell the brand like they're just Microsoft's just a, a really weird company um they make tons of money because mm-hmm. they have let's be honest because they have the they got their hands on the uh testicles of the p c world uh Due to Windows. And besides that, man, like I do think the new Xbox is a good machine um, and all that kind of thing. But do I trust that? Do I actually think that Microsoft is the future of anything? No.
1: And no, who no. else did Microsoft purchase? Other big uh, that's, games?
0: That's that's bad. Bad. So can we talk that
1: about this about for a too. moment? So you just got two massive mmorpgs right two large publishing companies that, are, they, that have been doing games for ages and when you've made decision people are like hey and you know even i've been like maybe they'll do okay but i say that go knowing that i'll believe it when i see it like here's the thing the elder scrolls online has like that cash shop still ain't changing yeah still ain't changing man i i see it more as we we got pay pigs that we can purchase right that was the thing wasn't it, it it's like let's just throw money at it and thing, become man. the thing that was the same thing with mixer wasn't it let's just yeah, get that's them what here doing
0: now with Xbox. it'll happen
1: right but at the same time like minus this whole past situation i think that's dumb as shit number one but if you put that to the side, I'd be like, that was a, if acquiring these two big ass companies that make games and have a lot of games under the belt is good for your console. But So every time I see them making decisions like that could be good for business, they go and do shit like that. And you're like, well, never mind. Yeah, I guess like, <laughs> yeah, good thing I don't really, you know, invest in a whole lot of stuff that they got their hands in outside of my operating system for my PC when you know how that goes.
0: Yeah, and we're all afraid to even try what those <laughs> Try 11? You know I mean? like, I'm like, good. Give me I five years. about that today. The trust level for that company no. is like, for how much money they make and how big of an impact they have on all of our lives, it's hilarious how low our expectations Absolutely are for this company. Not. You know what I mean? It's crazy. It
1: is, dude. Speaking of a game under that blanket there, right? We got the announcement. I know you all are probably just as shocked as I am and probably not at all when I say that but Mm -hmm. Starfield (gasps) that got delayed? I can't believe it!
0: What? Dude, I thought that they didn't release any freaking videos for the game because it was so good that they just didn't want to blow our mind too early. I I saw the writing on the wall about
2: three weeks ago when they were talking about the rumors were coming out how this ex-employee came out and did an interview and said oh, there's no way they're going to have to start cutting features if they want to make that release date. And then, like, here we are, if like three weeks later. And and like, nope, we're...
1: You know why I didn't need writing on the wall for this?
0: Look at Elder Scrolls Six. Oh. Yeah, they... Oh. <laughs> like, no, wait a minute, though. They have a pretty big okay. presentation coming up, right? <laughs> okay. They have a pretty big presentation coming up. Okay. And let, let me just say that <laughs> I do think that we will get a sort of peek into elder scrolls Uh, six yeah during their presentation it may not be much right it may just be like they show show somebody fighting something they show a couple (laughs) of terrain clips but hey that's something
1: yeah maybe they'll pull maybe they'll maybe they'll take maybe they'll take a clip from their cinematics that are relevant in the elder scrolls online and showcase that for people And frame it as Elder Scrolls Six, and people actually think it's something new and it's really the same thing they've already been bought into once, twice, three, four, five, six. They
0: probably eight, could. So At this times. point, they could probably just show Skyrim again. Yes, what they if, could. What if, that, what if that is the new... What if the presentation <laughs> is oh, another version? Skyrim? <laughs> <of laughs> oh, come on. No, <laughs> sure.
1: I don't have it's any
0: faith. Skyrim, But this time... I don't even know what else I could do now. Well, um, you get yeah. it
1: with sky gliding or something no
0: dragon riding obviously that's oh, it that would be the next yeah. yeah
1: don't take a page from uh you know from freaking blizzard's playbook Play it, and maybe. give you they'll give you what's already over there wait they you should probably save that for the mmrpg actually yeah well if they could be a dragon then you're basically taking a page from the playbook of Blizzard with their new class like race hybrid thing, sure. right? Yeah, okay. Anyway, yeah, it's an ugly
0: dragon. This is, this is the ugly. It's gonna be the <laughs> ugliest character in the game. The redhead stepchild
1: of dragons. It
0: it looks. It doesn't look good. It looks wrong. It looks disproportionate, and it looks like what I might have expected it to look like if they'd released this during like. The Burning Crusade or something, you know? Like it looks like recycled model.
1: It looks like Try yeah. Hard.
0: Prior expansion. Hmm. Oh, yeah, because it, <laughs> <laughs> it
1: is. It's so good what? to talk it, shit about these things. Not God.
3: drinking the Blizzard Kool-Aid. I know, so. dude. I'm like... Pouring one out right to, here.
1: To be fair, I do think they're genuinely really trying to turn some stuff around. But for me anyway, it's too... It's too late, man. When it mattered for me, we missed the marker, man, too long ago. You had, you had until Legion, and then I tapped out for the final time.
0: You, yeah. I want to ask you a question. Oh,
1: no. Yeah, okay.
0: Why is it that Morrowind came out, right? Okay. And a couple of years later, we got Oblivion. Yes. A couple of years later, we got Skyrim. And, and... then, like... 15 20 years later we get the name like d- dude it's not gonna be that good okay well, it's not gonna but, no way uh so
1: but nathan they'll be,
0: they'll be lucky if it even has the lifespan of skyrim right like, like what that would be
1: that's not the plan though bro you know the plan is the re- release more skyrim special um, well no they've got to build you up for this one and get you to get keep the hype around skyrim going just a little longer and then they can do. Then they can duplicate. Like this is the this is their test, right? How much can we get them to take our regurgitated game and buy it and spend more money on it again, right? Page from Zelda from freaking Nintendo's playbook, by the way, which I'm going to talk about too because I saw something about that and I was like, I saw something. Put a pin in it. I'll come back. My ADD almost got me there, right? My, the thing is, is like. It, We're going to get this next game out, and then we're going to do a 20-year version of what we did with Skyrim. Okay, coming back to the pin. Freaking Nintendo, dude. Mm -hmm. All these articles. Tell me that you don't think what I'm thinking. We are definitely going to get a new system with the new Zelda game. 100% hands down. Completely believe it. They're like, all the things in the news. C- Switch consoles are the cheapest they've ever been. Oh, Definitive Edition. It looks like uh, freaking we're going to get uh, Wind, wa- Wind wa- Waker and Twilight Princess coming to the Daggum Switch right before we take it away and go to another system. Can yeah, we stop and,
0: it? And let me just say, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to tell you guys the official statement from Nintendo will sound <laughs> a lot like this. We're oh. not discontinuing the Switch. The Switch will continue to be supported. Oh, and then they'll say something that makes you... Because you've heard that every system, right? They'll be like, but then they'll throw in something you're like, oh, maybe. They'll be like, you know, a lot of game developers won't need the power of the new Switch. Yeah. Therefore, they can continue to make games for cheaper for the original Switch. So we're not discontinuing the Switch. Nope. This is just an evolution of the Switch. It will be a brand new console that you will absolutely will be discontinued uh, the Switch within you know a year of its release. Um, and Zelda will be a launch title for it because that works every time they've done it.
1: And then they'll re-release that for
0: more like a year. Like, guys, this game is not coming to the Switch. It's a sequel, you know, sequel to the Switch title right
1: here. And they'll re-release those damn games on the new system, too. Can we just make it put it on your virtual station? Make the virtual station a thing, make it work with the different daggum. You know what I mean? And then just make it play on the virtual station.
0: Damn, see, they fuckers—they—they—they they, they got us now, though. You see what no, they've they done don't. now? They, they, they My actually, balls are safe. This is a smart move, what they're doing right now. Because now they've made, oh, you want those classic games. We'll decide <laughs> what games you get, and you just pay us $70, which is $70 a year, by the way. But oh, gosh. you pay us monthly, and we'll pick what games you can play. And that's how we'll get get to your classic games. That way you're always paying us to play those. Not just we're going to resell you these titles every once in a while, but now you just pay us every month to play those old titles. Mm-mm. Smart move. Smart Not move. me.
1: Not me. I'm too old for that bullshit.
0: They got me.
1: <laughs> Nathan's like, well... <laughs> that's um you know I saw,
0: I, I saw an opportunity to play ocarina of time on the go and i took
1: it oh my took god it. dude the unreal engine 4 is being the in five, the fan five. The, well no there is but there's a lot oh. there's been a version of the whole game you can play oh i know you're, four, oh, yeah, I thought uh, you
2: were talking about the unreal 5 the, demo scene
1: the five demo scene is some next level shit but the 4 yeah. is really nice too and you can actually play i think I forget the guy's name. You gotta like I think you like some to his Patreon or whatever to get to the link or whatever. And to be fair, like I think it's worth it if you just wanted to play through it. The game is it's got a massive facelift, looks really good. The little cinematics like really nice. It's 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 badass, man. So I don't He did a good job. He did a good job. And yeah, it's like completely fan made. But that UE5 version that I've seen, oh baby. Oh, I'd love to see the whole game in that.
2: My brother dropped a fun one on me, he's like sends me a text out of the blue. He's like, "So you know, just thinking, going through, looking at all the cool things, Unreal Five, I think we need to we need to port our game over to Unreal 5. Mm-hmm. And I literally stopped him and I said, "Fuck you, <laughs> yes, but no, like we're just gonna we're doing this one in four, and then yeah. like, we'll do the next one in five because Unreal Five, mm-hmm. his whole thing was he's watching videos, right? So the new Unreal 5 lighting. Yeah. The way we're having to do it now with Unreal 4, it takes 45 minutes to an hour to bake the lighting yep. with the scene. Unreal 5, no more baking. seconds.
1: Yeah, you don't bake like you seconds. used to.
2: No, it's all, all already done. So it takes... Thanks, a Nanite and Lumen. Yes, and so the... The extrapolation of having, say, 50 scenes that you have to bake lighting in and each one taking roughly an hour to actually bake each scene as an example. And then having that automatically already having taken place as part of the processing power of Unreal 5.
1: I'm gonna. I want to respond to this in chat. I think this is a good. This this is why the open world RPG game that I'm gonna make is 100% Unreal Engine Five. Like, dude, the, you don't have to bake. You don't have to do all these really taxing things, right? If you've got a lot of people in the studio that I want to work on a project, like the 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 project allows for multiple people to be in there working on their thing. Like different things at the same time. And in UE4, this is the thing that uh, Ashes of Creation was was like taxing the shit out of them working on their MMORPG because they'd have to have one person go in, work on their thing, log out essentially. So the other person could jump in. Right. This is going to help that game. I mean, it's just going to seamlessly make this game like kick some ass because when it comes to uh, like, you know, updating hot fixes, uh, DLC content, expansions, like you name it, anything, anything and everything deployment of the game. That's already in development. Like this is going to help them in spades and any developer, right. That, that wants to put a game. This is what I'm saying. Like you look at Camelot and chain, you're going cool. You made your own engine. Unreal engine 5 We'll kick your ass period. It's already there. Sorry. Like there's, and and all of the developers. This is to the point of meatloaf, right? How long do you think UE five will be relevant? And how quickly, with the tech, starts to become irrelevant so quickly? And I here's my thing. I see UE five. I see UE five as a as as an alpha or beta for something bigger. With all of the developers that are contributing now, with these other big ass big dick companies that are coming in. Yeah. Red C D project red. Yeah. Or what's the other one with the Tomb Raider games? And you got the one with that does gears of uh Gears of War. Like there's bunches of them. Like, homies, this is you gotta think bigger than this. Like, think think about this for a minute, okay? What UE5 is doing, this isn't just a UE5 thing, this is a collaborative process. For the Unreal Engine as a whole, right? This is developing a future engine that will, will have the capability to do so much more and to transition much more seamlessly moving into technology in the future. That's what I see. I, I see it going from a number to really being Unreal Engine that's adaptable in many different ways. That's also, what I think I see. The, time,
2: the, 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 the time thing, I mean, we got like a decade out right. of Unreal E4. 4. Mm-hmm if not longer, I don't know the exact timeline on that. I would say we're going to get at least a decade, if not longer, out of UE5. So the the idea of, of that being something that we have to worry about, it's not even on the dinner table. Plus, here's the thing. If you have a fully adaptable team who's versed in Unreal, the port over to the new system it is a process, right. and it does cost man hours, but it's not an overwhelming task. The situation where Joey and I are in, for an example, is we could switch over to UE5 if we wanted to, but here's, here's, here's where we're at as an example. Since we're dealing with a lot of store-bought stuff that we've kitbashed, our limitation is that if we do decide to switch over, many of the assets that we are currently using for our game have not been updated to Unreal Engine 5, which makes it a nightmare process for us to actually do the update process. However, if your team has built all their own assets from scratch, that process is infinitely more simple because you can go in and do it on your own and you're not waiting for someone to update the asset pack. Yeah. And if you're a multi-million dollar company, you have an art team dedicated to doing that. So anytime you're transitioning from one engine to another, the conversation of, is yeah. does it matter how long that tech is good for? It doesn't even enter into the equation no. because your team will always be able to make that next step regardless. Yeah.
1: Like Unreal Engine 5 is literally just bridging the gap between indie and triple. Play studios like like so to me when you see cd project red getting on board with unreal engine 5 to me that's like that's foresight that is thinking well into the future and and recognizing that like that this is this is like a no-brainer like Ashes of creation doing it like a lot of these games going so we can sit here and continue to work on our own engines we can get on board with this massive collaborative project that will be good for us it'll be good for the engine we're using it's good for everybody it's good for optimization it's good for i mean time management you, you right and this has been unreal engine since its inception like this has been what it's been about collaboration right and so now they're you know with unreal engine 5 i mean dude holy shit this is why i'm yeah, this why and, i'm excited about this engine so much
0: and and think about this too one of the major factors for games uh, you know, taking so long to come out or to develop, etc., has a lot to do with the engines that they use to make the game or designing the engine so they can do, because, uh, you know, this is a little old school to say this a little bit, but it's, it's not, it's completely irrelevant now, which is <laughs> that I remember companies and we all remember this where they'd have, they'd be forced to make their own engine because they had to, because for what they what their vision for the game was, there was no engine that was really capable to yeah. do that or built for that. Well, the cool thing about Unreal Engine Five is it's built for anything, right? Yeah. Like the possibilities are so so vast that it's like companies like I'm telling you this, Bethesda, they can't help it now. They've already started development on Starfield, et cetera, in their in-house what's it called, the Creation Engine or whatever. Yeah. Um. So that's it's probably too late. Maybe we don't really know. We don't really know for a fact though that Elder Scrolls 6 is being made with that. We just assume we don't know, yeah. We just assume. Um, but I guarantee you that the next Elder Scrolls will be made in Unreal Engine 5. There's just no reason to make their own engine at this point, especially with how easy it, it, it is to to use Unreal and the cost shrunk, you know, yes. uh, to use it. So there's just it would be dumb now you're just an idiot right or yeah. Bethesda would be kind of idiotic to continue forward with Dude. making their own engines especially when engines. CD, yeah. cd
2: project red is the perfect blueprint for why that company said we're moving away from our own engine real yes. five yep because we're going to save so much more yep. money and in this in in this collaborative environment we're all going to make money and yep. we're all going to make better games better products.
1: yep them. exactly better products I mean there's a lot of really great things that CD Project Red did. I mean you think about like sure. incorporating you're taking the best parts of everything and making something that can work for everybody and that's the thing Unreal Engine 5 you can download it right now. It's free. You can you can use the Unreal Engine right now. I've had and it for ages. Even
2: as an and you've talked about this before yeah. as an indie developer you don't owe them a dime of royalties until you've made a million bucks. Yep. Right. Yep. Think about that for a minute. Exactly. For a little, think about that for a minute, though, in a greater (laughs) scope of things. If you're a five man team building Valheim, yeah, as an example, and you go out there and you build this game in Unreal, and you've got five people, and you're all wanting to make fifty grand a year, that's cool. Let's say it takes you three years, you got one hundred fifty thousand dollars a year, you're still only at you know you're not even at half a million dollars at that point in salaries. So you sell your game. You can make all the way up to a million bucks, pay yourselves the salaries that you wanted to have, and make a fucking profit, like a half a million dollar profit, before you ever have to start paying royalties, and the royalties are extremely small. It, it really is. is. It just it depends on whether or not you're selling it yourself or yeah. through the Unreal Engine, uh, or through the Epic Store. Epic, Epic Store, Store because yeah. It's either going to be like 8% or 12%, -hmm. I think, depending on what you're doing, which is a far cry from the fucking 30% that Steam wants to rape your asshole for because that's – which is why I won't touch Steam Um, because nobody – you don't deserve 30% of my shit unless you're out there marketing my shit for me. Offering me a platform – Fuck off with that because, 30% you know what, is I, can, crazy. Yeah. I can market my own shit on my own website or my Patreon page or Facebook or Twitter or whatever, and none of those people are taking a 30% cut. Even Patreon, which I'm kind of grandfathered in because I've been with them so long, um, I think they only take like – it's either 3 or 5%. Yeah. It's a very small amount.
1: It's like 3.4 um, for, or something, isn't it? I think. Something
2: like that. It's a very small amount. But 30% – fuck
0: yeah think about this every three games you sell basically uh you paid them all of one game so you're you know what i mean like yeah. that's crazy uh, that's nuts yeah it is yeah
2: i love unreal i mean i really wish that joey but see back when we started development yeah unreal was not free nope. it was still a licensed product sure. and then uh, so we started we started with unity and i just as much good as unity is done i just feel that unreal is superior product. and bear this in mind i worked in in unity for seven years my brother's worked on it in that engine longer than i have and we both feel that unreal is a superior product with blueprints and oh man especially now with technology and yeah 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 i mean i just don't see uh, yeah
1: yeah i've been like learning the lighting no you're it's fair man like i mean i've been learning unreal engine like i was learning for about because my goal originally was and this is like guess we this is like the developer side of what we're talking about right now like like I I wouldn't consider myself an indie dev not yet right but I I'm I'm in the process of all of that cuz you know I want to put it together my world and and originally I just wanted to make like a cinematic and Unreal Engine 4 could do that Yeah, You know, it was going to be capable of doing it. Blender was going to be, like, another way I was going to, you know, really utilize it to make it more beta, if you will. And then when when Unreal Engine 5, like, popped, I was like, oh, my God. You know, and so now I've been learning it. And now when I – even, like, with some of what I knew about 4 previously, you know, having, like, kind of tinkered with it and tried it and everything. And then looking at 5, I'm like, oh, my God. They improved all of these things that were just, like, felt really redundant and, like, annoying.
2: Imagine – the transition people felt when three went to four i know and people who have been with it long enough can look at three and go oh my god look at five and people who have been with it since two Two, can go oh my god look at how because there was one guy was he's he's been using unreal for 30 years they didn't they didn't interview with him and he's been he's been a 3d artist working in unreal for 30 years and he's talked about just all the ways that the technology has changed and it was a mind blowing interview I loved reading it because I don't do art but it was just it was really cool to see that perspective of someone who's been working in the engine since essentially since the start and has just stuck with that engine and come up with it you know and now being a 50 year old developer you know a veteran of Unreal it was just a really cool interview to see that perspective I'm telling around it's good stuff
1: yeah dude you know I don't I mean, I'm a I'm a I'm an I'm a I'm a UE5 proponent like across the uh, across the board now. Like, there's no there's no engine. Like, even if you're a AAA studio, like I, outside of like wanting to have complete control and like say it was all you, like even even then, I'm still going. I mean, AAA or not, it just seems like good business to go with UE5. Like right,
0: it, right. It, now it's to the point where it's like that's you're just doing you're just putting your own engine now for clout. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Like,
1: yeah i know who knows where it's going yeah another thing too is like there's not just for games it's like movies like i mean star yeah. trek discoveries you like to start the strange new worlds like the new star trek movies are utilizing ue5 for it's, some of the, the things
2: they, they've started to utilize the same on-screen technology where we're building these massive sets in 3d now and the actors are coming on and they're acting against a green screen as but it's not a green screen They're acting against an actual set that's been built digitally. It's amazing. Like it really is amazing. Um, Ah. And yeah, we can we can talk about the cool things that James Cameron does with tech with the Avatar films. Oh my gosh! There is some really cool stuff that coming out with Avatar: The Way of Water. water, The tech tech that's gone into that is mind blowing. But it's it's the same thing happening with Unreal. Yeah, they're doing a different type of tech it is amazeballs matter
1: of time dude just yeah. a matter of time until that gets assimilated or there's a similar methodology being created within that engine i'm telling you ue5 is man it's gonna change it's just a game changer in so many different domains you're gonna get better looking movies and and you're gonna be able to do that more efficiently you know what i mean like that's, that's,
2: that's the, the bigger thing thing. right there yes is more efficiently is yep. always going to beat yeah anything else because the This is much as I don't get along with my old man, one thing I learned very early on. So I grew up in ceramic tile natural stone industry. So that's what I did for twenty years. And the one reason we were always so dominant um in whatever space where we're at, because my dad, when Branson, Missouri was booming, him and his brother built that town. They did all the restaurants, all the movie theaters. My dad got all sorts of shit signed by Mel Tillis, Johnny Cash, all these country stars. But the reason was because they were able to go in and do things quicker and more efficiently, but just as good as all the other people. So the key is that if you can produce something at quality, but at a more efficient pace than the competition, you will no. always win, always, because people pay for production. They're willing to pay anything that's going to get them that same level of quality and um um, but more efficient, more efficient, more efficient, more efficient, right. more efficient, and that's Unreal Five.
1: I'm gonna talk about this. We're are taking another. I, look, it's been a while, man. We knew today was gonna be a, a heavy show. We still we still got some stuff and things too. And gentlemen, you just you just tap it tap out if we gotta tap out because I wanna hit on this. The new Star Trek. Have you watched a new Stranger New World not yet? yeah, but I'm a huge answer. man. Homie. Fan I... Oh, oh, I won't. You know me. I'm no not going to spoil but I will tease the fuck out of you, dude. Dude. Oh.
2: I've heard it's a return to the original, like, we're actually going to go explore. Feels planets. like it. Nice. It,
1: this this yeah, is a thing. very episodic. Here's the thing you got to remember. The original Star Trek, okay? Because I feel like what we're going to end up seeing is essentially like a transitional kick into the original star Trek days with this show. But Anson Mount is like, you know, he's, he's kind of the transition point because they've already got Kirk like literally prepared. Right. And he's the guy that was in like the vampire diaries, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yeah. Which me, which I, I think I think I could see him pulling that off. If I'm, if I'm being, if I'm being real here, I think he could probably do it, but I'm going to tell you, man, First impressions without telling you anything. What I was hoping is that we were going to get, because the original Star Trek series didn't get a big run. It didn't get like a run like the next generation did. You know what I mean? We only got like, what, two? Was it two seasons or something out of it, I think? One and a half, something like that. It was, yeah, and like we had one solid season, and then you had the other one that was like kind of like getting its bearings, right, leading up to that one. And then you had the movies that ended up coming out later, that were running sort of parallel with the next generation thing that was really cool about like star Trek though, is this, it was all about that, like new races, like new worlds, new cultures. So with strange new worlds. I was going, if if they can harken back to what was, we were captivating in the original star Trek, but we just didn't get a full run up, but you could give us a full run in this. Like to me, that's not just like regurgitating the same thing. That's like re-envisioning it and giving you a whole, whole bigger story than you could have you got to have before. So and the first episode totally gave me those vibes. And I was like, oh please stay the course. Oh do it. I'm I'm sure they will
2: (laughs) because here's the thing. They've already got uh they've already got story arc stuff happening with Discovery and Picard, right? And also they've got there are other below decks and things. I yeah. think they're going to have strange new worlds be their standalone episode of the week version.
1: Hope because so. they're
2: already doing the story arc versions with these other shows. Um, Fingers crossed. Which would be cool because it would give different Trek fans different things. It also shows that they're listening to the criticisms that people have had about Discovery and Picard. And they're going back to a more classic foundation for this show. Um so I've mm-hmm. not watched it yet. Cause we've been so busy getting settled in, but we're, I think I literally just, well, this is, we'll talk off the air, but I finished the last thing that I needed to do to like fully get settled into this new place yesterday. Nice. So now that that's out of the way, Chris is even asking last night. She's like, cause we, we just, we weren't doing it anymore she's like we just turned netflix off because it's been like three months since we watched anything she's like i feel like we're about ready to get back to netflix And i'm like hell yeah because there's like seven or eight shows that i need to get caught up on. not just on netflix but on hulu and paramount and amazon and it's like i got like all kinds of, of got things of shit we gotta watch and there's obi-wan coming up and
1: true yeah yeah i'm like looking forward to I'm looking forward to that, too. I mean, that's the thing, too. And they were, like, talking about how Netflix took a hit. I was like, look, yes, man, sure. look at how many other streaming services there are now. Like, of course they took a hit. Of course they did. It was inevitable. Yeah. market, baby. Yeah, it was inevitable, right? You got Paramount+, Plus. you got all these different streaming services. Oh, yeah.
0: I just realized last night, just for the just for my homies out there that were big fans of uh, Adult Swim back in the day, you may remember Tim and Eric, who pretty much invented that weird, awkward humor that is still prevalent today. Uh, Tim can't think of his last name, but uh, that guy has a new show on Netflix, and I watched the whole season last night. Don't watch it during the day. Don't wait till it's real late and you can't sleep. That's where his humor is peak. And dude, I that was the funniest thing. Dude, I love that guy because what he does, his humor is like he at first it's so dumb, but then it just he keeps layering these inside jokes that he started you with to where by the time you get to the end, it's some of the best comedy
2: you've ever seen in your life. I feel like that's like Beavis and Butthead, too. Oh,
1: and, my God. Like,
2: by the way, Mike Judge is bringing back King of the Hill. Um,
1: there is the King
2: of the Hill reboot coming back around again. And I think most of the original cast have signed on.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, so if if you've ever watched Beavis and Butthead, that show's come back three or four times now. (laughs) Each time it comes back, the humor is so multi-layered, but you really... Like, I love how Nathan just said, it's always best if you do it when it's late at night.
1: When you're delirious? Like,
2: you yeah, yeah, like, it's just that's the way his humor is his yeah. late night humor. Like, if it's the middle yeah.
0: of the day, dude, like, you're uh, just going to feel weird about it. Um, there's <laughs> something about the way your brain works at night. That's why Cartoon, that's why Cartoon Network did that. Adult Swim moves at night because that's like the link, you know, and then you got uh, the people who are, you know, maybe on some other things and, you know. Yeah, that, just, yeah,
1: I was about to say. Doing, doing them drugs, man.
0: That guy's hilarious. I actually got, <laughs> to, like, I got to see his office one time. I was pitching a cartoon. This was a long time ago when I was a freelance artist. And uh, <laughs> it smelled like pot. And no big surprise.
1: His whole, <laughs> his
0: whole area. I was like, uh, well, I'm not shocked.
1: Sure. <laughs> yeah, you're like, well, this makes sense. <laughs> oh, my God. You know, were talking about... Um, you were talking about freaking uh square enix sony stuff earlier i saw that uh report this is a little bit old this is like well, i guess maybe it's not that old it's like five seven but we didn't do our show last week so um reports sony could acquire square enix like what yeah,
0: it's a big rumor right now um, that's a
1: rumor It's a, hell of a rumor. <laughs>
0: I don't know, man. To me, that just feels almost natural, right? Like would. PlayStation, Final Fantasy. Uh I don't know. That feels like a that feels pretty natural to me. Um, I as a matter of fact, it's so natural that it's weird because it's like you're really gonna spend all that money on a company that would give you exclusives for really good deals anyway. Like, dude, look how long yeah. they had Final like, Fantasy remake before it even came to PC and it's still not launched for Xbox or anything, True. you know? But but I'll tell you something else that uh, I haven't seen anybody mention, but you'll notice that, like, the Final Fantasy games are either already pulled or getting pulled off soon from Game Pass what but they are but all of them are available right now on ps now it does look like they're laying the cards oh,
1: out oh shit that's
0: yeah they used to have yeah. 10 and 10 remake that final fantasy 9 for pc mm. final fantasy 7 all those games used to be on game pass and they've been really
1: yeah. yeah some signs of the times right there man Had a lot of acquisitions as of late, haven't we? The past few years, we've just seen like a lot of shifting, man.
2: Well, just even just a couple weeks ago, that was they sold, um, who sold the franchises, uh, Tomb
1: Raider,
2: yeah, Square Enix, yeah, yeah, sold sold, like for a wait, what
1: Square Enix did, yeah,
2: Yeah, they they were really they sold the Thief franchise, the Tomb Raider franchise. Day
1: that's another indicator then too. For like three
2: hundred million. For three hundred million. Like oh they they God. sold it for a steal.
0: Holy yeah. shit. And that,
2: wasn't it didn't it wasn't that because they were
0: preparing for some big NFT endeavor and then mm-hmm. the bottom oh, no. fell out <laughs> the day of the deal and they're like, Oh well, I Oh yeah, well I guess so
1: we'll, we'll do this then. <laughs>
0: Yeah, because um, like that, that, all those games they sold, though, weren't actually Square Enix. They purchased Eidos uh, or Eidos, however you say that, back in the day. Right, yeah. yeah. So Just, they've been yeah, Square Enix lately. And to be honest, it felt weird. I, I always thought that felt weird. Square, Square Soft purchased Enix, which was their only real RPG competitor on consoles mm. back in the day. And they became one company. That made perfect sense, but then when they bought that company, I was kind of like, "What? Tomb Raider, Deus Ex? That doesn't feel like, doesn't feel like a Final Fantasy company uh, kind of buy." Um,
1: mm, I finally they did. did. Good with,
0: I mean, they did good with those franchises while they had them. I think.
1: You know, this is the other, another like this is another rumor about, about Ubisoft. And I recently I ranted about I finally did a rant, a video rant on the Prince of Persia stuff. I was like, all right, fuckers, we're going to oh, talk because yeah. they, they've been like delaying and delaying and delaying. They got a lot of flack for the same reasons even I was complaining about. Like this is one of my favorite trilogy games has, has existed. Right. It is number one for me as a trilogy game. Right. It even beats God of War. If you wanted to go with those three God of War PlayStation games back in the day, that one probably would be my second pick, I think. But, dude, they look like they're bringing it back to Montreal and like they're going to do it there. So maybe, but they have been delaying and delaying and delaying in that. I'm like, I don't care if you're going to remake it. Do it right. Right. Don't just don't just be an HD like visual, you know like up you know like um facelift on it that's not that's not what a remake is like a remake is yeah. reimagining telling the story yeah and like F- the tech.
2: 7 did that was a very yes. yeah or the like what they're doing they're doing that with the upcoming Kotor game they're remaking yeah. it from the ground up
1: yeah which is yeah that's on our list too so I'll, I'll share that real quick um that's from Forbes i think was also wait that's not the one dadgummit Oh, I guess I don't have that link on hand. Oops, my bad. Well, either way, that's that's basically the discussion, right? They've been talking. We've actually hit on that one previously as well. It's like that one's kind of coming up, and I, I just want that game to do well because I'd love to jump mm-hmm. in and play it. I didn't get to play it back then,
2: so uh, that's good. That's I'd like. Good. To, I played it on the X, the original yeah. Xbox, and it was such a good game. Wow! It was just it was made for consoles in my mind, and you could mm. you know then when they did the PC port you know, it was so graphic intensive on my PC at the time that like the shadows killed me. And like, anytime there was flames and smokes, anytime there was flame and smoke on the screen, my PC would just like eat it. My frames would drop. But on Xbox, it was such a good game. Um, Turn based combat in a Star Wars setting with free open world exploration and huge storylines and badass voice acting. It was, yeah, so Bioware
0: good. at their peak right there, right before yeah. Mass Effect, right? Like, yep. it was almost like that game was what they were like, all right, we can do this. Now let's yeah. make our own franchise. And they made Mass Effect,
1: yeah, dude. I'm like looking over some of my notes too. Lotro, I mean, I guess I just want to hit on that real fast. Lotro, man, I've been enjoying it. We talked about the beginning of the show. It looks like they're even, you know, one of the main complaints I have, I think, so far, which is understandable. But it's like the server. Every now and again, you get this like little, yeah, you get this like stutter kind of thing, and you go like on the right. They're like, we're multi layers of things going on. Looks like they're working on it. Used to
2: be like that, right? That didn't used to be like that when 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 Daybreak bought them like two three years ago or more than that, and I guess it's been like four years ago. They brought all their servers over from the EU and put everything in one place in the East coast. And they went to this multi-layered virtual setting Mm. thing, which scales depending on these. And it sucks ass because you get lag for no reason. And so, yes, it was hugely, it was a huge, big deal to see that announcement that they're actually investing the time to improve The technology behind the servers because they got such a huge load of people with Update 33 and they're expecting more with the Rings of Power crowd. Yep, they're they're being forced to finally update that technology. I'm like, damn right, you should have done that four years ago. Yeah, can
1: we can we talk about a complete douchebag in the Lotro community real quick? I was actually going to do something on this, but I figured why not just add it in here today since time's been limited this week. This guy, like, you are a d bag, homie. Like, they're. This is off of Masliffly OP, but I went and I looked at it. So there was a Rings, like the Lord of the Rings online fan discord this guy that ran it decided that he was going to make it all of whatever he wanted it to be and started inserting a bunch of affiliate links and all stuff completely was not okay by the rest of the mods and and the team and stuff It just completely took it as an opportunity to try to make it all about themselves and turn it into something it wasn't right like can we just talk about this for a minute if you're gonna say it is a community site a community like discord and that is what it's supposed to be like, don't cause to me that is like scummy, right? That is scummy. That's like somebody telling you we're going to make this thing. So you all can like be a part of it and everything and then go one day. Yeah, actually I'm going to make this about me now. <laughs> that's that's what actually happened. I went and looked at the forum posts and all this stuff. And I'm like, that's pretty scummy, man. Like it's, it's pretty, it's it's my way of saying this is a, a good reason it's important whether you're talking about a content creator a community leader a discord like anyone who's leading anything right anybody that you're gonna choose to invest and like be a part of something it's always important to know who these people are right and if you don't know them like you're taking a risk and this is a risk that didn't clearly didn't pay off and i also am going why the heck don't they actually why well, this is another thing, right? This I don't care how long games have been out. Like, how come they don't have their own Discord server? Why not?
0: You're right. And here's what made me mad about this story. was It was all about this guy. And I was like, what? What? Why is this not about me? Though? You know? <laughs> and the reason I make that joke is because that's how people think now. Right? True. Like, that really is. Right. Like, and, and, and this guy probably made his way into that, that situation to be able to do this by just pretending he wasn't that way right like it could happen to anybody it really could because i guarantee good. you i guarantee you that they did not know that he was going to do this stuff right or they would have not let him be in the position to do it so it's one of those things where
1: ultimate power man at the end of the day like you just
0: what's wrong with people like
1: this is a good opportunity for the lotro Like devs to, I mean, you don't, you don't have to spend a ton of time. Like you could find that ashes of creation does this. Okay. Like, like I know, I know ashes of creation, MMORPG and development, right? Uh, Take a page from their playbook. I think that they do a really good job of this. They actually go through a process. They got their community manager person that, that essentially like they bring on, they bring on like volunteer moderators, OK, these aren't people that are paid. It's, it's out of the they wanted it for passion. Some of them are probably going to get hired down the road when the game actually goes live and, you know, and all that jazz. But like there's not really a reason to not do this. Like give the community. There's an active community playing it. Give them a place to go be. What better time than now? when you are going to get an influx of even more people and you already have a lot of people like myself and others who as a result of the 15 year anniversary and all of the content that you're giving to people now as part of the game there's no reason not to do this like give people a place to go talk about you know their classes like in take a page from their playbook man and then get literally Nathan Apom to mock the show host in the middle of the damn podcast right there. Yeah, Sim's going to use the badger joke later, me thinks. Yes. Yeah, too good. Too good. The badger. The badger. The badger. <laughs> er, with Fatima. Dude, they could do it though, right? Launch a Lotro community discord. Let people have a place to go gather. And look, th- this is like a great community resource, right? Get people doing more people engaged in community, more people thriving. There's a lot One of reasons to do it. One thing I would say that
2: Lotra is very good at so. is if you're a regular producer of content, they will retweet and share your stuff in their newsletter. Yeah. Um, I've, I've, I've been shared by them 25, 30 times now. Uh, On their website, too, right? Don't they yeah. list?
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They got all those people who stream it regularly um, listed there and everything. That's really cool.
2: It's a really, it's a really, I mean, they do some things right, but they're, they're definitely behind the times on some stuff.
1: Yeah. This is just a good opportunity to like bolster community. I think, I think it's, it would be great because I don't see them going anywhere anytime soon. It's never too late. They're not, especially
2: with all the new influx of people. Mm -hmm. They are the only MMORPG on the market that is in that (sighs) franchise. And they're not going to let that license go away. So Mm -hmm. And thank God, by the way,
0: in retrospect, we can we now we know for a fact that Amazon is not making right. the uh, the, uh, no. the Lord of the Rings MMO. You know what I mean? Like in retrospect, now, whoo, that I was a big have,
1: boy. I'm yeah, feeling doing good on her. that? <laughs> Dodge that bullet, huh? <laughs>
3: Because you know, back then we had no idea. New World, but now the new right, right, I'm saying it, And with the rings
0: of power information plus (laughs) the new world, it's just like, whoo, we really dodged the bullet on that one.
1: Oh my god, could you imagine? I was kind
0: of excited. We all were, we were kind of like, Amazon's got a big budget, like, this will be really cool. Oh, oh, we cannot leave today without talking about this huge possibility, (sighs) yeah, of I forgot the company, crap. Uh, somebody that I was excited about is possibly making. <laughs> oh my God, <laughs> we can't not possibly, talk about this.
1: It's, it's too possibly, important to let go. I can't remember what it's about or who. Or <laughs>
0: somebody's going to help me. Somebody is They're possibly making a making
1: with,
2: Mandalorian Star Wars MMO.
1: Oh, what? what? I,
2: cry, I cry bullshit on that rumor, though. Um, I've seen the same rumor, and I want it to be true. I want it to be true so bad. But I did some digging the other day, and the guy who originally leaked it put out a tweet and said everybody's taking what I said out of context. Uh, oh no! I, dude. So I don't know how much truth there is in that, but I've seen the same rumor that Nathan's talking about. There is a, it was a big name company who's <laughs> supposedly going to maybe be making a Mandalorian MMORPG. Um, that if funny. that is true, actually, yeah, it was Zenimax. It was Zenimax. Oh, oh that's why. Right. That's. Uh,
0: wait (gasps) hold up hold up now hold
1: up now sorry i puked in my mouth a little bit what
0: cinemax is also working on the (laughs) i'm just having fun pointing at the camera i'm sorry it says every
1: time you say it what
0: (laughs) cinemax (laughs) cinemax is working on the combat i think they're updating the servers they're working on the combat for yeah, so oh, I think if
1: they God. fix those two things, they'll be alright. I don't think so, bro. It, you know that you said I think if they fix those two things, they'll be alright. We've been saying it for how long? <laughs>
3: yeah,
4: it's true. <laughs> it is true.
1: I'm
3: done. It's I gave up my tap out. Somebody's taking a little bit of hopium right now.
0: I mean... <laughs> it but well, wouldn't it be nice though? I mean, come on, man. Like Tell
1: me we and clip I that by the way, it. please. Tell me we clip Nathan on that.
0: <laughs> Every once in a while, though, God. you gotta admit that as a as, as as your love for Elder Scrolls, and it's been so long since we had a new one, that true. you just can't help it and you're like, you know what, I can log on Elder Scrolls online and it's got all those places. I can it's go to my you know, and, and i can't argue just, that. I'll, I'll always go back to it because I'm just I get that yeah. I get that need jump in the for world. An Elder Scrolls.
1: Yep. you could just jump in the world it's completely fair i cannot argue that point at all same for like no never mind i, I can't i don't care about world of warcraft anymore i guess yeah
0: I, you know what those places though like classic we're about to do the little lich king mm-hmm. stream thing so um you know there's something to be said about it but i yeah. don't sit around on a regular day or be at work or reading a book and i'm like i want to I want to play an Elder Scrolls game. I don't sit there and be like, I want to go to Redfall or whatever that place is called. <laughs> I want to go. That never happens. I want to go to Goldshire. You know? Yeah. I want to you... go to Goldshire right now. Like, that doesn't Yeah. I really miss
1: walking around the streets of Stormwind <laughs> City or Gamar. <laughs> yeah.
3: Two words: Fuck Undercity. Like that place
2: does suck ass. me
3: PTSD just thinking about
2: it. I, I've not played a lot of Warcraft, but the times I have gone into that city, I'm like, fuck this place. Like yeah. I thought, Freeport back in the day was I've bad. I never rage quit walking into a zone before.
3: <laughs> when I didn't die, I'm just saying. That's I did that funny. in Undercity. I'm like, I need a minute. I'm just gonna log off from it.
1: Wait, <laughs> the first time you went in there, you're like, I don't know where the fuck I'm at.
3: Exactly, yeah. that was literally my reaction. You do have like, to learn that to place. That is yeah, fair. Just have to take a minute. <laughs> what, what
1: fucking quarter am I in right now? Like, what, where? This shit with this map. Oh my gosh, dude, that's some funny ass shit. I remember the very first time I actually walked into Undercity. I was like, oh, this is really. Wait, what? Where's the? <laughs> and
3: then that, that was, was for the so next twenty reaction. minutes. Hey, this is a what the. Uh, <laughs>
1: Of course, then there was that point where, like, I remember when I played for the first time and walked into Undercity for the first time, and you walk through the court where Arthas kills his father. That was cool, though. Yeah, that right. was cool because I remember from Warcraft right three where he kills his dad in the cinematic, and then you get to yeah. walk through, and I was like, "Ooh, this shit's cool." Yeah, I see. You know, there, you, know huh? you know what,
0: starting city. Well, mm-hmm,
1: nostalgia the, balls. Yeah, I guess
0: that's fair to say. Uh, you know what, starting city is the best in World of Warcraft, though. Uh, music wise music wise
1: mm, hold yeah,
0: on i forgot the i forgot
1: the name the right. night elf one
0: no i think it's better than that one dude really
1: that's pretty good it just good. Feels, so, it feel.
0: feels like a. You, you know why i like it so much um is because it reminds me of uh um uh everquest music for some reason no we're not sparrow uh, we're not
1: talking ourselves into playing wow it will not happen my friend
0: some of you might not Cosmodon. not me the dwarf city mm. man Oh, go yeah. in there and just listen to that music. It feels so old school and freaking just so cool, man. Every time mm, I go in actually, there, I'm yeah. like, oh, I like this so much, man.
1: Oh, wow. Look at your little inner dwarf. Redenville, yeah. you might like it, you little dwarf and bearded princess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I Iron am. The, I, am uh, I
0: am the... the Ironforge, I'm sorry. That's what I meant to say. Uh, Ironforge, right. I'm, not, I'm yes. not a big WoW player, so I get things confused. You're about to be... Yeah, yeah, I, am, I, am I think
1: be. Wrath 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 will be a good time though. Honestly, it will be. It, it will be. It, Especially with the static it's a group
0: where we you know we get together and do all the dungeons together. that would be a lot of fun. Yes. Taking
1: away the part that basically started to work away from that community bit. Mm. You know, wasn't quite to the raid finder point yet, but it was still like queuing up, and it was very alt friendly because of that. But, you know, when yeah. you wanted to go and do a raid, you still had to group up and go because you weren't raid finding or anything then. Mm-hmm. Right. So I think it'll still be a lot of fun. I, I love Wrath of the Lich King, man. I love Burning Crusade and and Vanilla. But Wrath, for me, just, like, hit all the, you know, you know probably the Death Knight, Army of the Dead thing. But, I mean, I digress. I mean, you know, hopefully soon. I think I'm not going to have an Army of the Dead in in our D&D campaign. I'm going to have a uh, Army of the Badgers. The bad, the badgers, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> all right, we're going to hit on some stuff that Daedalus, I know, is looking forward to talking about. Probably, uh, first of all, the the Batman, the, the recent Batman movie, I watched it. I enjoyed it. But it did feel very. I don't know, man, it. It, it didn't have the same kind of Batman feel that even the corny Batman movies did, if that makes sense. Like, it felt, it did, I mean, I did feel, and it did, was believable that it was the Bat, a Batman movie, and I, I would watch another one, and it looks like there's actually a, looks like they're going to be making another one. I think Daedalus might have been the one that posted that, right? Yeah
3: sequel, yeah. Yeah. yeah, sequel.
1: But it didn't have the same vibe, and I don't mean in the way that, like, Michael Keaton's Batman had a different vibe from Christian Bell's Batman either, if that makes sense.
0: You mean the setting?
1: Yeah, Yeah, the environment, the setting, the atmosphere, something about it. I don't know what it was, man. And I'm not saying that it didn't feel Batman, but something about it felt odd and a little off, but not necessarily bad. It was good, but I didn't feel super immersed in it like I normally would. But I would watch it again. But it doesn't give me that. I really want to watch this again sometime soon, like some of the other ones did.
3: If that makes sense. I might need to watch it again because I I saw it and I just was like, it kind of got good for me at the end. Yeah. But the journey there was just felt painful, or it felt no, it it, it felt <clears throat> it this felt forced, kind of. I guess. My, I mean, to this day, I mean, I actually think. Outside of that uh, one with Bane, the yeah. Christopher Nolan series was the best Batman for it me, was good. like in terms of version. Yeah, um and and I think I was, it was so like you said, it was so different. Yeah, that maybe I was a little disoriented, and maybe I just need to be in a different maybe. frame just to kind of relax and kind of watch it again. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely. Um, I definitely didn't enjoy it as much as I thought I would.
1: True. That, that
3: is for sure. Maybe
1: I'll give it another go. Kind of just give it a, as you say, a good old college try, retry, rather. Maybe. <laughs> All right. Let's 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 nerd out about, well, I'm going to let you nerd out about this, data list, okay? The Quantum Leap Info and Spinoff. It looks like there might be a spin spinoff.
3: They're already planning for a spinoff, which I find a little little crazy. Premature. Yeah. 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 I, I think this is definitely premature. I think they need to let this bake in the accelerator a little bit before <laughs> they go diving into it. But I mean, I am like I am hopeful that they're gonna do like a good version of it. I'm actually glad it's not a reboot. It's right. just like a kind of a continuation of the story. Because I just think, you know, that they couldn't do it justice. I mean, and I've, yeah. I've seen some good reboots. Definitely. I thought the MacGyver reboot was solid. I thought the Hawaii 5 reboot was solid. So I mean, I know they can do a good job with it if they put their mind to it. I just don't think this is I, I like that this is a like a a successor versus a uh,
0: mm, a reboot. Right. Um do you and hope calling that- in a reboot? Yeah, go do, you ahead. Hope that, do you hope that it's as good or better than the continuation series of fuller house mm. <laughs> oh, that's a good God. question
2: that's a legitimate question when you
3: when i heard fuller <laughs> the, you didn't even have to get the house that is that i mean i'm sorry i saw that like on netflix like as an option and i'm like are you kidding me? Really? <laughs> Are they that like sap for content? Oh at this God. time? I mean, now there's definitely some stuff on, you know, on uh, Netflix I love, but I'm like,
1: so really? no,
3: you're scraping the bottom of the barrel, man. I mean, seriously, when you're when you're doing Fuller House, this, um,
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh
3: my God,
0: alone. <laughs> Dude, the name alone. Like, they, they, they <laughs> messed up from the, from the jump, dude. Because they're like, uh, what do we should we call it? And they're like, well, Fuller House. Huh? Yeah. Huh? Huh? Right? It's like,
3: well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> we we couldn't be creative enough just to go with like, I mean, I was like, Full House 2 would have been more creative yeah, than Fuller yeah. House.
1: You guys yeah. have got to get into the mind of the meta, though, here. You got to think about this, okay? You got to get into the meta mind. I think you're thinking, you're not, you're not thinking in meta terms. You had Full House back in the day right so full house for flash like forward like what 20 ish years or something like that we get fuller house give it another 20 or so years full list List, gotta take full advantage of that trilogy archetype man
3: the (laughs) The, the third one would be have mercy that's what the third
1: one would be have mercy (laughs) game over there is no more house there are no more um,
0: Unfortunately for Fuller House, the audience was an empty house. So,
1: oh, you know, feels bad, man.
0: Out. Feels bad. Stargate. Anyway, go back to talking about I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. Do yeah. No, no, that's that's all right. Yeah, I
3: mean, I I do hope I I mean I am hopeful that it's <laughs> going to be like a new spin. I'm a little disappointed that they you know Scott Bakula was interested in mm. being part of it and they were like nope. Um, which I thought was kind of
1: why weird, not? But, you know, why not at least help him sort of kickstart it a bit or something or I mean, yeah, make it be or... like a guest
3: spot or something yeah. I mean, I don't know whether part it SG... of it had to do with his availability, but yeah, but I just it just felt like man, you know, that's a missed opportunity right there. Just at least to do like mm-hmm. frankly to do this like the Star Trek generations thing. I mean, that was like oh, a was good, good way to hand it off,
1: mm-hmm. right? Nice transition. I would have
3: loved to have seen something like that with, with Quantum Leap, you know, for sure. But mm. I'm hopeful that it's good. I mean, I'm hopeful that it's good enough where the spinoffs happen too. I mean, I think that would be good. But I'm not, you know, necessarily saying, "Hey, let's dive into a spinoff before we actually just make sure that the right. you know the the reboot actually or the re I guess yeah it would be uh, the reboot would actually you know deliver be something that delivers <clears> something. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah, you know, I mean, another example of like a series that did that well, I think, was like Stargate. So you had the Stargate movie, mm-hmm. then you kind of had some segwayish stuff that wasn't really as best as it could have been done. But it, it did that it did attempt that into SG one and the SG one. The they made cameos in like um, Atlantis mm-hmm. in Stargate Atlantis.
2: Also, some of those original yeah. the first films that were coming out. That's kind of how they got mm-hmm. people to watch those. was the oh, other yeah. cast from SG one coming over. Yeah. And then even we had cast members from sg one and Atlantis who cameoed in the beginning of the uh, um Star Trek Universe.
1: Did you what do you all think about this? Um which Stargate Universe? God man, I really missed that not being around. I wish I had gone. I really still wish I had gone a distance. But the Stargate Time I've only ever watched. It? The...
2: Oh, that that was just a random thing that popped yeah. up on my feed. I thought I'd share it. But yeah, it, it's, it's kind of like meh. I mean it's a it's an interesting it's kinda like um there was a dark crystal game that came out right when the new show came out on Netflix last year mm. or two years ago. And it was a very top down RTS um kinda kids game. I totally went and paid fifteen bucks for it off of gog because i was like hey i like dark crystal it's fun it's yeah. just a quick little game i can log into for 10 minutes and that's kind of how i feel this stargate game will be
1: glad you brought up gog you know why because i picked up a game on there that i need to install that also also came out recently that got added there you know which one i'm thinking of mm-hmm. it just so happens to be the wheel of time one. Oh,
2: the old wheel old of Time, school one from
1: the 90s. back in the day yeah
2: it's like an action weird shooter type it's as i remember um i haven't looked at it in a long time
1: oh pardon me everybody you got a nice (laughs) they got they got my gog uh launcher popping up in the middle where the cameras were at so everybody got (laughs) blotted out for a moment there (laughs) do apologize i just keep forgetting (laughs) man i keep forgetting to do it um i picked up the witcher adventure game which was on there and some other stuff and i just totally forgot to to do this so i wanted to pull it up before i forget well so when we get done and we're winding down here i can actually install it and make a note to check it out but okay um two two final points and we are caught up you all already
0: <clears throat> do this
1: all right so elon musk is now the twitter owner yay he everybody says,
2: yeah it did happen in the interim
1: that did that did happen um i, that, I don't yeah. want to make it too political but uh i don't know uh overall don't know how i feel about it man i use twitter a good bit and it's one of the social medias i i mean and by using i mean promoting pretty much all my
0: videos and content on there um and, and you know the big news of course by the way i gotta mention that <sighs> uh, somebody uh, is gonna be unbanned right yeah uh, dude and, it, and you guys are i'm sure we're all thinking the same person right drac mm-hmm. drac attack who gets banned
1: <laughs> after- well played <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's not talking about uh, the know. other one. Yeah. Uh,
0: no, but I think here's the deal, uh, non political point of view, because uh, mm. I don't give a crap about politics unless they hurt they hurt um, graphics cards or PCs. Or, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's only time to get political when it steps on my nerd balls. Okay? <laughs> um, <laughs> but the the thing is, is like. I I don't give a crap about the politics, but like uh, I like Elon Musk. He's a smart guy. I like him. I just I like the way he talks. I like his sense of humor. I like him. I like Elon Musk. So if he bought Twitter, that sounds cool to me because he's a pretty. He's a very intelligent um, entrepreneur. The stuff he's uh, uh, been able to accomplish just in the past ten years is insane. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, he's got a social media platform he owns now. Cool.
2: I think that's uh, I I think that's going to be great. That's that's the very that's that's a very good non-political answer. Yeah, I think that that's a good objective way to look at it. If I may, dip my toes into the political side of it very briefly. Sure. I think the concern that a lot of people have is that um, he, he he's a little too. i feel like he might be a little too naive on the unbanning let's i mean it's it's that's the you know you don't want to hurt people's feelings or step on toes but at the same time people who the people who got banned got banned because they were doing things with that platform that led to the death of other people and and to actions that under any other circumstance if it was any other person they would be life in prison type of situations um and so that's that's where it's it's a little muddy. Um, so I get why people are upset about it, but I also look at it and go, I don't see how that's bad for the platform because Elon Musk is very good at one thing, and that's taking these things mm-hmm. and making them bigger and better, and using his brains to blow things up in terms of, you know, making them cooler. And this idea of like driving subscriptions to Twitter and and making it into a it's already there, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's there's nothing but good things that can come about from a from a business standpoint. But the pol- the political aspects of it are going to be a difficult pill tricky. to swallow, and very tricky to navigate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because some of the people who got banned were banned because of things that you're not. You just can't. There are repercussions for that kind of hate speech type stuff. Yeah. Like,
1: it's a tricky ball game man it's gonna be tricky to see how they how they actually like navigate that because it has the potential to make twitter a better place too and it's honestly i bring it up because like it's it's for me it's like kind of the my okay real talk i don't really care for social media a whole lot twitter is the one i can Mm -hmm. stomach because i feel like it's it's much it's a much like it's not so convoluted it's not trying to tie everything in together like you know, hashtags help you to organize things. It's, it's for me, I feel like it's a minimalist approach to social media that I can, I can make work for me where I can't with like Facebook and Instagram and some of these other ones. Right. So to me, it kind of works well, which is why I tend to use it more. And it works well to like have like stuff for IPs on there. And it's really good for those, those types of specific things. Right. So I, I, I'd like to see Twitter become an even better place and you know, I think it has the opportunity to to even like house communities, which is something it hasn't really dipped its feet into just yet. You can make groups and stuff on there. But I think what I'm I think would be cool is if they go to the, the direction of like, you know, for like games or like, you know, any anything. Games is a good example because we're talking about it a lot here or books and like movie franchises. Like, I think it would actually be a really cool to like see more community like You know, like uh, development there, because that would be I would probably engage more uh, there if there was more community aspect to it outside of like, you know, just following a page or or whatever, like actually creating like and maybe even um, what's the word I'm looking for here, Uh, sort of like hosting community hubs. Around things that people like, Discord kind of does that, right? But it. I was
2: getting ready right to say, yeah. where, how do, Where does Discord fit into that
1: well, picture, then? Yeah, well, I mean, Discord has just tons of other things that Twitter isn't doing, like video and voice and and all of that. Sure. Although, although a competitor that I've been looking at recently is gilded I will I will throw it out there. I haven't talked about it yet, but I've already created some some pages, and I might be utilizing gilded in the future. But mm. I need to see because because and i think gilded would actually be better for communities and guilds and things like that you can create forums on it you can do like scheduling and all kinds of stuff schedules like setting up calendar events and things you don't have access to do on discord so it could potentially be a really good fit for communities like gaming communities that want to schedule and coordinate like their actual group events um
0: know what's
2: coming up and
1: yeah yeah, well
2: here's a question for you then with gilded because does that incorporate voice chat of its own or yeah. are you still just going to blend the two
1: yeah you can do that too so it's got some things that discord doesn't have going on right now hmm. discord's yeah. got threads and you can schedule events but it doesn't it have sucks.
2: the scheduling of events sucks
1: up yeah sure. it's it's you know it's cool you can do it but it's just not a very user-friendly process so i'm like kind of exploring gilded right now and i'm not saying it's gonna be a replacement for discord but it looks I like supplement. it could be a good supplemental thing. So I'm looking at it. I'll probably share more about it if it becomes relevant. But I'd you know. love to hear your
2: thoughts because back in yeah. the day, there used to be websites like that, yeah. like um, Engine, like Guild,
1: could do Engine something
2: or other. There was another Guild Guild, guild uh, Host Guild, guild Forge
1: or no? What was it called? I
2: thought it was GuildHost.com or something
1: yeah, like maybe that. it was Guildhost, but it was like the same as like Engine.com, where you can go create a yeah, Guild, you can guild can create on there. Create a website. You could have a guild scheduling launch. That was calendar. That. Yep. Guild launch. I was at me. Guild got launch. It. Yeah, yeah,
0: that was another
1: one. Yeah, but it was yeah. good for that reason. I used Engine similarly for the same thing. You could schedule like calendar events, and and it it sort of filled the gap where MMORPGs didn't have the built-in feature. of freaking right. World of warcraft's calendar, which is awesome. Yeah.
0: I know. Why does every MMO have that? That makes me so mad. That's such a good feature. Basic, uh, right? Everquest two has it. Yeah. Um, yeah like that's that, that still needs not to as good common. as the wow one yeah the wow, WoW, WoW really
1: good, good. yeah
0: because it's got like the uh, you know what Drop i like about the wow and, yeah. yeah you can you can really customize it and mm-hmm. you can just it's got the built-in like you know server uh mm-hmm. or, or the the game blizzards events as well
1: yeah we chat about this on sunday with the ashes pathfinder show because they they recently did a whole thing about events and talking about calendar events as one of them and we like rambled on about that i'm um, like it to me the calendar system like if that's like basic at this point man it's it's yeah kind of bread and butter i don't know why you wouldn't do it so um but anyway well, um, yeah before
0: we move too far from elon yeah. musk though sure um, uh, i've started a campaign well actually i didn't start it i just kind of joined mm-hmm. in on it um so don't let me take credit for it but uh if everybody wants to tweet at um elon musk
2: um,
0: oh, i'd like <laughs> i'd like the guy to maybe fund pantheon you know oh my like, god that'd be pretty cool so that'd everybody crazy. just tweet on them and Tell him there's this great opportunity for him to jump into a new Jeez. market. <laughs> Crazy. You know what he should have bought? He shouldn't <laughs> have bought Twitter. If he wanted to clean up communities, because that's kind of the way he's been kind of talking, like, I want to clean this up. He should have bought Reddit. That that needs help.
1: Uh, yeah. Reddit I, needs help. Reddit, <laughs> Twitter, uh, I didn't think
0: was too bad. I'll like, be I honest. Really, I don't I, know.
1: I, Reddit's the place where I go in there and go to any community. It doesn't matter if it's Pantheon, Ashes, any community at all. I'm going to tell you all this now. I turn all notifications off. I post and I never look back now. Yeah, me too. I Never I'm look back. Get out of here. I don't care if I get banned. I don't care what it is. I post and I never look back.
2: Me too. Reddit's the no place regrets. where I dump and run. I mean, exactly. Wait. I've really never thought about doing that, but I'm totally going to. Yeah. Start doing it now because I've been sitting here going, "How can I incorporate Reddit into my YouTube video, you know, promotion?" But then I'm like, "It's such a cesspool. I don't know that I want to waste I mean, time." And yeah. every single every single one's got these stupid rules about how you got to be here of for them seven do. days, and you can't. You got to do an 85 percent ratio of yes, likes to comments Most of them are like that bullshit. Yep. And then like if you post something that the moderators disagree with, they'll delete band, it. Yeah, like, or ban you. Uh, so the Dude,
1: can did, run pantheon, how did, for example. How
0: did, how did one random little website, forum website, bec- how did all the angry people end up there? I'm it's telling amazing. you, homie,
1: there's a it's lot. Amazing. It's not everybody, but it's a lot.
0: You're gonna, There's going to be somebody like pissed no matter what you say. You I can mean... just be like, you just be like, uh, yeah. have a good day today. Hope everybody else is too. And people are like like, well, some people it, can't have a good day because nope. of X, Y, Z.
1: Mirror's like, right. Dude. It is a good window into the human psyche. <laughs> I agree with that completely. And, and some places you can't post, but like, you know, I'd say 10% of the places I go to to where I'm thinking about it, um, I can, so I will sparingly because you like you're right though like the most most of them it's like we want to dictate your usage here if we're gonna allow you to do this here and you're like yeah you know what i'd say to you bitch please my shit's custom yeah, it's like
2: control <laughs> control freak issues
1: it is but that's the thing too like most people they get like so control freaky about it I'm a it's a
2: moderator just, on a forum i'm important. I
1: own your ass peasant and be like bitch you're just another <laughs> human in time? the world shut that mouth
2: been online since 1992. Shut your fucking hole. You know how many? You
1: know how many awards and like likes I've got on my. Eh, shut up, dude. Nobody cares. That shit doesn't translate into shit in the real world, homie. It's a digital space. It isn't real. And that's where we're gonna leave it. <laughs> Fair I'm <enough>. Just kidding. <laughs> um, there was a point I wanted to read about, but I'm gonna leave it be. And it was about Zelda games. Someone was saying Link to the Past is like the the best like the uh what was the word they use i forget it was the um i fucking forget man but it was like it was basically like the standard zelda game they said it was linked to the past i don't agree with that i don't agree with that but it's a it's a topic for another time
0: standard zelda game
1: it's like it's like it sets the standard it's like the the hallmark the benchmark it's the What's yeah. the damn word they're looking for? I'll find the damn word with the article and I'll share it because I deleted it. And then I exited the second word uh, Google doc and I can't go back. No stands in time for that shit.
3: Oh, it's a definitive uh, legend of Zelda game. The definitive legend
1: of Zelda, yeah. I'm like, no, it's yeah. not the definitive one. But uh, I think it's open to interpretation. Yeah, but it is. It's probably going to be definitive. is probably going to be the working discussion, um, like foundational talking point for, I think, next week. Definitive. Right. And there's a lot of things we can tie that into. So gentlemen, with that being said, everybody here, why don't you all we'll go down the row, uh Renfill, Nathan, and Daedalus, shout out your domains where people could find you when you're not on this show.
2: Okay. So let me start off with the Weave in the Void stuff before I talk about my personal stuff because this is precedent right now. Okay. Um, that world map behind me for the weave in the void. We just wrapped up our <sighs> third week of character prep. Myself, Nathan Napalm, Simmerg, Bounty sparrow my brother my wife um we are a few short weeks away from that campaign starting at the live stream and the book is due out on june 1st um if you're in the patron section of discord we teased out nathan's human racial art and today's patreon post had some more previews of some of his art as well as some art from bounty and sparrow's daughter who's doing some creature art for us which is really badass um, so get on over there, pre-order, get all your stuff in and ready for those campaigns to go live. And don't forget to tune in on twitch.tv forward slash weave void on Monday, uh, Sunday nights, excuse me, Sunday nights at nine central. That's when we do that. Now my personal stuff, uh, youtube.com forward slash I'm doing lots of stuff there these days. Um, lots of streaming, more streaming than ever. I'm, I'm not, we'll see if I go full time or not. I've got, may and june to sort of test the waters and see if that can happen so if you want to help support that you can go over and check it out but we're doing lots of things tomorrow night p99 the group we're multi-streaming that one so it's me nathan sparrow bounty kell and vendini and we kind of got a little thing we haven't confirmed the actual start date for the stream sessions yet but we are going to be doing a world of warcraft classic um event with a static group sort of a journey or an adventure in a northrend we're working towards wrath of the lich king um and that's going to be happening like once a week as a static group with nathan myself and bounty sparrow no just bounty and sparrow sparrow and my brother sorry i got confused there's only five man groups in that one bounty will be playing but he won't be streaming that one um i think your wife's joining us for that isn't isn't she nathan
0: yeah my wife winter will be playing with us yeah
2: so we got (laughs) we got lots of fun stuff and that's gonna be another multi-stream event streaming on my channel nathan's channel sparrows twitch so on and so forth And that's all my promo stuff. Nathan?
0: Yeah, and I've got a lot of the same things that he just mentioned, obviously. Um, I'm involved in a lot of that stuff. And then, of course, you can find me on The Nathan Napalm on YouTube. And you can also find me as The Nathan Napalm on Elon Musk or Twitter. I'm sorry. Um, (laughs) And um, yeah, that's where you find me at.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>, hey like <laughs> freaking picture uh, for daddy you, Elon. You can
3: find me on that Twitter thing that, that dude Elon bought um at, at the Come Ashton Bucky. Herald. <laughs> and then uh YouTube youtube.com slash so the Ash Herald
1: Oh man, dude. It's fun times. Yo, we're gonna be live tomorrow night as usual, everybody with our community night. We're gonna be doing city heroes. Be there about level 23 plus. So if you're actually listening to this um tonight or you're here for the live show, know that. Um also Thanks again for 5,000 on YouTube. If you're not already following over there where this show is posted, please consider doing so greatly appreciate it very much. helps me to grow. Make sure you drop a bell notification. So you don't miss when all of these go live over there. They're usually 24 hours after we live stream here on Twitch. So you can catch uh, the live version here at twitch.tv forward slash some or catch it over on the Samorg HQ on YouTube. Everybody, um, I'm reworking Patreon. Um, for all of the, yeah, I'm completely reworking it. I, I'm not content, I'm not 100% sure if I'm gonna um, keep Patreon or try another thing. Uh, I'm, I'm still debating it, but um, I'm completely reworking it and it's gonna actually tie into my IP and the podcast and just. If I, if I could ask, what,
2: what, what were you considering as a potential alternative?
1: I'm actually, Gilded. Believe okay. it or not, but I, I need to do a little know bit they more. Had rec- a,
2: I didn't know they had a membership
1: option. Yeah, but it, there's, I need to, there's like pros and cons. Cause you have to look at sure. like, well, you can integrate Patreon into like discord oh, yeah. and what integrations so I have to like look at all of that. But then again, it's like, well, if you do that, then, you know, do you kind of create it to where discord becomes sort of like irrelevant, but then at the same right. time, like for a lot of the perks on discord, you've got like a lot that they expect you to pay and you know what I mean? So there's like, there's per, pros and cons. I'm like, I'm in a complete situation of basically weighing the pros and cons to everything right now, as I'm waiting on paperwork and trademark things to get knocked out, business stuff to be knocked out and, and everything. So I'm really looking forward to, to kind of being able to like actually share what the, the sort of title and everything is and talk about it a little bit more. Um, but I decided I'm going to actually share things related to that, um, like trickle it out and kind of keep it behind somewhat closed doors. Not not entirely, but some somewhat. So but yeah. Friends, we we had a, a damn near three hour show. We didn't hit three hours, but we had two plus three weeks almost now of mm-hmm. we missed out on. So we did pretty good. I'm I'm pretty proud. We actually we played catch up and we caught up. We, we caught up good. So I'm going to see some of y'all tomorrow. Gentlemen, it's always a pleasure. Thanks for being here. And everybody, oh, wait, you have something else, Nathan?
0: Yeah, I'm sorry. I, yeah. uh, Sparrow reminded me. I can't believe I forgot because I'm like prepping for it right now. Um, also, tonight, Pantheon has their stream tonight for their development uh, right. update. That's like right here in a few minutes. Oh, uh,
4: shit.
0: Here at 8 Central, 9 Eastern. And then right after that, I go live on Pantheon Plus you uh, go. On, on on Twitch. So twitch.com. Uh, dot- tv forward slash pantheon plus i'll be on there tonight nice. talking about whatever they released tonight
1: right and that's cool it that means i'll be doing probably some sort of follow-up on their news the last one was techniques. that was a pretty cool um intro so yeah be... i
0: think this is going to be a good one too
1: yeah it'll be interesting to see what they're doing over at pantheon but everybody Gentlemen, always a pleasure. Everybody here. Thanks for being with us. It was a great show as always. Um, And uh, we might be the end of today's show, right? But we're always looking for more to join the party. Rants of plenty, friends. Until next week, live your best lives. Walk in the light, friends, and have a great night. We'll see you again real soon.
2: Hey, everybody. Stay musky.
4: (laughs) Stay musky. (laughs) Stay musky. (laughs)